welcome back. You are listening to Let It Out, the podcast hosted by me. I'm Katie Delbout, and every week I talk to inspiring, fascinating, interesting people. They are sometimes actors, sometimes comedians, sometimes writers, and sometimes, like today, they are... I don't even know how to describe Chris. He is a entrepreneur extraordinaire. He's a really nice human. He's a skincare guru, and he's my friend. And it's interesting. Friends come in different sizes and packages and ages and genders. And I made friends with Chris, who you might not think is someone that me, as a 27-year-old female, would become really good friends with. Chris is in his 40s and married and has two kids and has had much more life experience than me and many more careers and jobs and but nevertheless we connect and we both like lord and going out and getting really good vegan food and laughing and his wife is lovely and i love her and she's from michigan and it's great he is really cool we met at the good fest which you guys already heard me talk about it was such a lovely experience i had so much fun there And they're actually doing another one in L.A. in February, so I won't be there. But if you want to go, you can get $10 off your ticket using my name, Katie Dalebow, at checkout, full name. Anyway, so Chris will be there, and that's how we met. We met at the Good Fest. He has this skincare brand that's kind of sweeping Instagram. It's become like an Instagram sensation. It's called Franklin & Whitman, which you'll hear all about in this episode, Um, but not too much about, which I really like about this episode. It's not completely about Frank and Wit for short, his company. It's about him and his life and his story, and he's just a really fascinating human being. We talk about food and emotional eating quite a bit at the beginning, which is interesting because I think Chris and I have unique perspectives on it, and I was kind of sharing with him, hey, you should listen to the Isabel episode, which came out a couple weeks ago, and if you guys haven't listened to that episode, I think you should as well. Isabel's been on my podcast a bunch of times before, but she came back on the podcast for the first time in maybe two years, just two weeks ago now, and that episode has gotten a lot of really good feedback. It was a really good comprehensive showcase of Isabel's philosophy and her work when it comes to emotional eating and dieting and diet culture and I just think it's a really important episode and she has a free video training series which I am an affiliate for. I did in 2014 and it completely shifted my life and my perspective and my relationship to eating and food my body and I will always share it because it was so helpful to me and so eye-opening to be honest to me. So If you want to check that out, use the link in the show notes. It supports the podcast. It supports Isabel's work. And if you have any questions on the program, I think the actual masterclass program is opening tomorrow, Thursday, if you're listening to this the day it comes out. But it should be open or opening very soon by the time you're listening to this. So if you have questions on that and want to know exactly what it's like or how it works, let me know and I can answer them because I did it. Anyway, back to Chris. Chris is just such an awesome dude. We talk about beards. We talk about entrepreneurship versus having a full-time job. We talk about growing businesses the right way, being imperfect. We talk a bit about skincare and attention to detail and being someone who we are very similar in our Myers-Briggs tests. He's an ENF, 
Jay and I'm an ENFP and we both really like hosting. We get into that. We just talk about a lot of really fascinating things. He and his wife came to New York City to record this a couple weekends ago and we had such a fun time and got to hang out in person, have some really great meals together and I just couldn't be happier to be his friend and have him on the podcast and I love the products actually, Frank and Wit. So if you want to check out the products, you can use the code Katie at checkout for 20% off. So that's my name, K-A-T-I-E at checkout for 20% off. This is not a sponsored interview at all. This is just a conversation with someone I would have had on the podcast regardless of whether or not he is going to be a sponsor. But spoiler alert, Franklin and Whitman will be a sponsor of the podcast in the future. But I thought I might as well just give you guys the discount code now in case you did want to buy something. It's Katie, K-A-T-I-E, 20% off. And I want to do a giveaway now because I really love this episode and this person. And I'm going to do a giveaway of one of his t-shirts that my friend Sienna designed. So if you want to win a giveaway, all you have to do is share this podcast with a friend. It can be this episode or it can be a different episode. And also leave a review on iTunes if you haven't done that already. That helps the show so much. So leave one on iTunes. If you have already, that's okay. You can still enter the contest. But maybe leave another one or get a friend to leave another one. And subscribe on iTunes. That really helps in the ratings of you know, the top 100, which I love being in and I've been in in the past and then I fall out of it and then I get in it again. So it would be so cool if you could subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe and subscribe your mom, even though she doesn't know what podcasts are, but also tell her what podcasts are because she'd probably really like them. Anyway, all right, I'm going to get into this episode really quickly, but I want to thank today's sponsor, FreshBooks.com. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know FreshBooks, you love FreshBooks. They are the online cloud accounting software I use and I love and my assistant Amanda uses and loves. It's how we send invoices. It makes tracking your expenses very easy. I don't know if you're like me, but I'm always juggling a million things and the finances and that whole aspect of things, man, it's the thing that really gets pushed to the side. So FreshBooks allows me to outsource it and no one does it like FreshBooks. They're my financial assistant to this business and they're great. They are great even if you don't have a small business just for tracking your own expenses before tax season. It's really helpful. They have great support. If I ever need anything, you can call them and they get right back to you. You never have to wait ever. Like I said, easy expense tracking for tax season. You can even attach photos of receipts. They're great. I love them. So if you want to try them, you can for 30 days and get an unrestricted free trial by going to freshbooks.com slash let it out. That's freshbooks.com slash let it out. And enter let it out in the how did you hear about us section. Make sure you do that because it lets them know that we sent you and it supports this podcast, which is my favorite thing I've ever done. And I just want to keep doing it. So thank you so much, FreshBooks. Thank you, Chris, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want to win that t-shirt and some Franklin and Whitman products, and I'll throw in a signed book from me, you should leave a review on iTunes and then follow me on Instagram and put the emoji for this week's episode that you did all those things. And I will have Amanda choose one of you to win the package. Okay, cool. So just like write a note with the emoji, which I will give at the end of the episode. And 
that will let me know that you heard this and that you're entering the contest and that you did all of the things in good faith. You left a review, shared it with your friends, subscribed yourself, a couple of people, blasted it from your speakers in the car. I don't know. Anyway, okay. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. I mean, I'm going to talk to you at the end of this episode and throughout the episode, but in a new, fresh version of me next Wednesday. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy that you're here. Are we actually recording right now? We're recording. Oh my gosh. But see, this this is my madness with my... Okay with my podcast is that it's so long that we right. forget we're recording right. and it's just that's like hanging the thing. out. So let me ask you, what is your like, first of all, obviously you don't sing the song live at the beginning of the anyway. um, It's not me singing actually. Oh, who is it? It's Caroline Dooner. Oh, okay. Dooner. She has the fuck it diet. That's her. Oh, okay. Also my next question. Like, how are you on, um, I've listened to a couple of the podcasts, but I'm like, how are you on people who forget that they're just talking and drop an F-bomb every, like, Oh, or... it's great. Okay. I feel free. I, I, I hopefully it won't, but. Feel some, free. Feel sometimes free. I do. Um, yeah, no, this is just like long form free cool. conversation cool. for 10 we're not recording. Awesome. You don't see this. Don't see it's that. just us hanging out. Okay. So this question I, I like to, I've been starting it lately mm-hmm. with this because it kind of gets us out of the mode of, you know, that we're recording. Mm-hmm. So what have you been pondering, thinking about, realizing, or learning in the last, like, super present? Like, today, this week, this month? Well, it's funny. So um, we went full vegan this week Mm. um, because we've been talking about it. And I'm not doing it. I thought about it a lot because I'm trying to be more Mm -hmm. self-aware. I've thought about, like, why am I doing it? And I didn't... if you had asked me a year ago if I would do it, I would say, well, I feel guilty because Frankenweight is plant-based wellness and I should be living that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But I can't do that for that kind of reason because it'll never stick. But then you start to look at the research and you see, like, if you're vegan for so many years, how many animal, animals' lives you're saving, mm-hmm. what it means for the environment, what it means for the earth. So um, we decided that, like, this week we're going to do it. We're going to do it for a month and we're just going to, like, live it. And then, you know, today it was funny. We were driving up here and... I didn't have lunch. I had no solid food before like 1 p.m. today. Like I tried not to be that way. And I'm like, oh, God, we have to stop like a rest stop. How am I going to do this? And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, everything has meat in it. It's amazing. Yeah. So I was able to get some like veggie sandwich that they threw together for me. But um, So that's the one thing that's like very, very like present in my mind right now. It's yeah. like this new sort of life. Because for since February, I've been on this like weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that this will help either cure some of the ills and I like restart things so you get hit these, these plateaus and I feel like I'm in this plateau right now so I want to see like what this does for it yeah it's so interesting like I don't know how much I've really been able to tell you about my story and all of my weight and all of right. that stuff but I'd be so last week the day we're recording this the most recent episode that came out is with my mentor about food and body image right. and dieting and all this her name is Isabel Fox and Duke and She's the one that kind of opened my mind up to being more gentle with mm-hmm. all of these things on ourselves. And I think that that's like the biggest thing that I've taken away from, you know, I've, I've tried every sort of cleanse and every mm-hmm. sort of negative thing with dieting and right. positive things too. But I think it's just all about like not being on or off the wagon, just having that gentleness with yourself and not because as soon as you start to make it, mean more than you know making yourself wrong Mm -hmm. I think that's when we 
struggle most. You know? Yeah, I don't. So on our Instagram account, we have these mm-hmm. new door stories every day, and every morning I do like a quote, and sometimes it's a quote I've made up, someone else's yeah. or whatever. It's just some general idea, and like the secret behind it is the quotes are for me because it's yeah. like what's happening in my life at that day, totally. and it's like it's it's the quote telling me. And yeah. The others that like don't be so hard on yourself. You're on a journey. Like yeah. this is this all this is is a journey, and like you may have a blip here and there. Um, I tend to be extremely hard on myself. Like if I'm, I was at the gym a couple of weeks ago and uh, I had my earbuds in and I guess the guy next to me didn't have his earbuds in. And then when I'm like ramping up and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to sprint cause I'm trying to do this like high intensity sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I guess I like talk to myself. I like, I'm like sort of mean to myself, you know, I'm like to like amp myself up and I got done and he was like, dude, you should be like a spin class instructor because you were just like, just beating the crap out of yourself verbally. And I didn't even know I was saying it so loud, but like, I'm super tough on myself. So I have this whole thing where, you know, with this journey that I've been on, especially the last six months, my brain works in such a way where I feel like if I have a bad day or a bad meal or something, or I've made a bad decision, like my brain sometimes goes to the whole entire system has reset and I have to start over when it's not, it's just a bad meal. You know, there's yeah. a, like, it's not a bad life, it's a bad day. So I, I have to constantly remind myself that totally. it's just one blip and you're human. And, yeah, you know, I always say that thing, spiral. like, we're perfectly imperfect. Yeah. I've been using that saying for myself for years. Yeah. And um, I am perfectly imperfect. And I have to remind myself of that daily. I'm so, yeah. like, I'm not hard on others. I'm just super hard on myself. Yeah. So it's it's been a struggle, I have to be honest with you. And I, and I relate to that so much. I think we're very similar and we've like connected as kindred spirits. And I think we both are people who are, you know, hard on ourselves and, and you are someone, I wrote this down in my notes that you're so genuine, you're so kind, you're so conscientious to other people. And I think that that really makes sense that, you know, you have that people like us who are, you know, feel so much and are connected to so many people and creative and doing so many things it can kind of, it can be hard for us to deal with ourselves. Well, and absolutely. I mean, I'm the guy that like throws a dinner party and I don't sit down yeah. to eat because I just want to make sure everyone who's yeah. there is comfortable and, you know, they're like having an amazing time yeah. and the food is great, but like it'll get done and people will leave and my wife will say like, you didn't even like eat yeah. anything. You didn't even enjoy yourself. But I enjoyed watching other people enjoy yeah. themselves because that's just You're like the kind host. of person I am. I'm a host. Yeah. 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 Well, I want to go back to the spiraling thing, too, because sure. when you talk about, like, the on and off the wagon, like, I'm, I've got to send you this Isabel podcast because I feel like it's going to help you because it was so helpful to me, right. and I just feel like we're similar. But she has this whole thing about dieting of, like, you get in that diet mentality of in getting back to intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like that would be something that's good for you, too, because it's, like, what she talks about is that you get into that mentality of, you know, oh, I messed up, so now I'm just going to keep messing up and diet starts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just, like, stopped then and was like, oh, you just did your old thing again, have compassion for yourself, right. it's okay, right. you know? like And not just in dieting, in, like, life and just in work and in a relationship. You right. know, sometimes it's like you're, like, pushing someone away and then you're like, wait, I was actually just, like, sad about that thing. Let me just... Oh, and you know, I'm, like, a super emotional. I'm probably the most emotional, like, extra person that there and is. And also be me. Right. And <laughs> it's, that's, that's my biggest strength and it's my biggest weakness You're sometimes, saying. you know. Um, and I, I have this thing where I'm, like, especially with food now, but in any real situation where I'm feeling... You know, that like the hair on your back, your neck sticking up where you know like you, you're going to make a bad decision or you're going to like revert to like some old behavior that you're trying to change. And I just stop. I'm trying to think like, 
what will I think of this in 15 minutes? Yeah. Because I do something sometimes where I'll have an emotional reaction to something. And then, you know, it's just like this release. And then 15 minutes later, I'm like, God, what was the big deal? Yeah. Like, the sun comes up tomorrow. Yeah. You know, we're all alive and breathing. Like, why was I so crazy in that one moment? Yeah. Um, and I'm an emotional eater. I want to, like, Me comfort too. myself. If I'm yeah. working extra hard, I'm overly stressed, I'm like, you deserve this. Yeah. And, um, or, you know, it comforts me. So I dive into that. And then, yeah. you know, half hour later, it's like, why did I need that? You know? And, yeah. you know, I have sort of, I guess, I've never been clinically, you know, diagnosed, but I'm sure I have some type of, like, um, addictive personality, you know, yeah, a little bit. I think and, we all do. Yeah, and it's like I throw myself into things, you yeah. know, like Franklin and Whitman is a thing that I've just thrown yeah. myself into and well, it like has consumed. Guacamole, you know, yeah. like I think that we, I've been thinking about this a lot and I was like having an existential night last night just like think, doing my Franklin and Whitman <laughs> face mask and like thinking thoughts and awesome. feeling feelings. But basically, you know, I think we all have these holes within us, right? That we're like trying to fill up and we can, you know, my old patterns are like to turn to food or to turn to like denying myself mm-hmm. food or to either dieting or not eating right. or eating. It's the same thing. And so I think, and then I, I did that for a while and I focused on making, you know, my food really perfect. And then I just did the same thing with work, right. you know? And I feel like we're similar in that way yeah. too. And it's just like guacamole of like, you know, we're trying to fill these gaping parts of ourselves sure. to feel good enough and sure. to feel ourselves you know we just want to be better at being ourselves no and you know there i always say that i feel like every day of my life is you know that old like ed sullivan type thing where i'm totally dating myself not that i'm that old but um the the person who's like spinning plates and to like that like you know flight of the bumblebee or whatever it is and um all i'm doing is spinning plates constantly and it's like you know a lot of plates are wobbling but i'm trying to keep them on the sticks and i feel like i never just stop and realize that like if a plate drops and crashes it's okay you know I've always said like people at at work will say like well what do I need to get done today and I'm like you just have to know like everyone's juggling a bunch of balls and some of them are rubber and some of them are glass so you have to know what balls break and what balls bounce the balls that bounce let them bounce till tomorrow but the balls that break we have to take care of today Mm -hmm. and it's up to you to sort of prioritize which balls break and which balls don't Um, and it's the same thing with the plates but I feel like I'm constantly doing that to a point where it's like I don't even like have time to myself because I'm yeah. just spinning plates constantly and I thrive off of that but then it like totally and utterly exhausts me where I need to have alone time so yeah. I'm I'm like an ENFJ I don't know if you've looked like the, yes. the sort of Myers Briggs I'm, I'm an ENFP oh really interesting so we're all the, what, did, what did you say you were J ENFJ so, so we're exactly the same you're perceiving one. right yep so ENFJs, they are they want to be the center of attention, they want to be out there, they want to be talking to people and they thrive That's off of it. Like but mine. then they need to retreat. Yeah. But I can't retreat for too long because the ENFJ, once they're alone for more than like a half day you or go something, crazy. you go crazy and you start to question things and you start to actually become hermited in your way and you yeah. become depressed. So I need to like recharge my batteries for like a half day. So you're like an be like, introvert, extrovert. Exactly. Yeah. And I just need to like let the plates spin and if they break, totally. they break. And then I'm like, oh, I can reintroduce myself into society and then yeah. be the extra person that I am 98% of the time. I, no, I'm the same thing. Like if I get too much alone time, I start to go crazy. Yeah. If I'm around people too much, I also start yeah. to go crazy. So it's like finding that balance. And then like I'm an only child. So I think I constantly had this, I don't know where this came from, but had a fear of boredom. Okay. So I would like constantly be fill, filling my plate, filling right. my calendar, you know? But then I realized it's not really a fear of boredom. It's a fear of like being with myself yeah. and having to like, be with my thoughts. And that be goes with my back emotions. to the, like that's, you know, I think my brother said it a couple of years ago and he said, that's the thing with the phones these days. Like 
yeah. and no one can be alone with their thoughts anymore because you, you replace that alone yeah. time with phone time totally. and it's like you don't have that chance to actually think about like exactly. process the feelings you have the or thoughts you have or just be bored yeah i can't remember the last time i just like sat down and like did nothing um and i don't know what, what i would do with myself like you know i think about it all the time like i used to have the ability to like wait in the line at the bank without looking at my phone and now i don't right you know and it's just like we it's, it all goes back to like we all have these like gaping wounds within us of like you know i I'm, I'm trying to not be mad at myself if i like turn to the food or i turn to my phone but it's just a coping mechanism and like turning to food and this is a big thing i learned from isabel that i think is is helpful for everyone and you and mm-hmm. me in particular because of the way we are but like that's with dieters like chronic dieters people who have been trying to lose weight or or focus on that their thing when things are tough or sad is to turn to food Mm -hmm. and people who are haven't been chronic dieters their thing is to like not eat and like turn to not but because of the way our brains have been rewired we like turn to food Mm -hmm. and so what she says is to not look at that as a bad thing and to just look at it as like oh it's a coping mechanism for what's happening it's a symptom for what's happening it's not a bat like it's one coping mechanism like there are worse coping coping mechanisms mm-hmm. like we could be doing cocaine you know but like it's one <laughs> coping mechanism right. you know just like turning to right. our phone like there's sometimes when i'm very mindfully like doing a post or making right. something or looking at a friend and there's a lot of other times right. where i'm just scrolling right so i had my we got our the house we're in now like I guess like five years ago and mm-hmm. we've been doing like one room at a time that's our thing we buy a house we fix it up we sell it yeah. we get a new house we fix it up cool. sometimes it's we do it ourselves sometimes we hire people and this guy who's a total character was redoing our hardwood floors mm-hmm. and I was there and he's just like out of a movie and I'm like I just want to hang with this guy I was actually like helping him do the stuff I'm paying him but like I'm like his like <laughs> assistant because I just enjoyed being around him for a couple days and because you're just you I'm just me and he was really funny and he would say things and I'm like I have to like record this I, I need this little like recorder that you have and I just need to record this, what this guy's saying so he said um, what was it um, like everyone has a vice mm-hmm. he's like Chris everyone has a vice he's like my vice and he just blatantly just like openly said it he was like I like buying and selling stolen property and he was like and he started doing this whole story about he has all these like Bang and Olufsen televisions that are worth like fifteen thousand dollars, but he can't watch them because it's too hot right now, and they're in like a in a garage somewhere. And maybe in about five years, I can get them out. And and I have all this stuff, and and he's just like openly talking about it. And he's like, other people have cocaine, other people bet, other people eat a lot of food. I just yeah. I just really like like buying and selling stolen goods. And I'm like, well, now I can't leave him alone in my house because like something's <laughs> going to go missing. I, I have to stay here with him. But it was just so funny. I've used, oh I use that line all the time. I'm like, That's well, you know, I just so love funny. you know buying and selling. Stolen equipment. It's great. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's like a very niche vice. Oh my gosh. Yes. I guess it's, it's better so than funny. others, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it just puts it all into perspective of like we all have our thing, and mm-hmm. sometimes we're it's when when I turn to the food or I turn to my phone or do any of these things as a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. I just try to look at that as like, oh, that's okay. You just did your old thing again. That's okay, and not making it more than it is, and being like, you know, food is so much to use that example it's so much more than fuel you know people say it's just fuel but it's also connection oh it's connection it's nostalgia it's family it's everything my mother expresses her love in food like we go we still go to like my parents house mostly every sunday Mm -hmm. because we're all sort of local and during the summer it's tough because they have a beach house and they're down there and um i don't have a chance to get down there because of you know all the crazy things in my life but um when we go there you know it's like 
the staples of the meal, and we're an Italian family, you know, there's pasta, but like, that's not the meal, that's just there for you to eat. But then there's like three entrees and two salads, and that's why I talk about smells. Like, smells awaken memories. You know, if you smell vanilla, it's like you can go back to like baking cookies with your grandmother, you know, and food is the same way. I mean, basically taste is just tied to your smell anyway. So, um, so to me, it's, it is, it's nostalgia, it's family, it's comfort, it's feeling safe, it's feeling warm, it's feeling like, you know, you're being taken care of. And, but also it's something that if you don't watch it, you can just, you know, make years of bad decisions. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, and I think it's a reframing like what bad is around it, and, and then it becomes like a body image sure. question, which is like sure. a whole other topic. I could go on we'll for t- ten hours. Which we'll talk that. about. Which we'll talk uh, about later. But yeah. So you grew up in Philadelphia. I did. I did. And you come from a big Italian family. Uh, brother one brother, one sister. One so and where do you fall on that? Uh, I'm the baby. Okay. So you're the only child. I'm the baby. Does that is that like a defining characteristic? In yeah, I mean, my my siblings are always like. They called my parents the pod people. They're like, you're not the same parents that we had. Because my sister is eight years older than I am, and my brother is six years older okay. than I am. And then there was a gap. And my mother always says, like, I heard Chris calling. And, um, but I guess they were different people when they they had yeah. me. And, you know, I'm the baby. And anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm stereotypical, like, like, baby of the family, definitely. I love that. So Philadelphia is really important to you. It is. It and is. And... It, I love, so we'll I'll take people back. Okay. So we met at the Good Fest, we which did. is my first time in Philly, which I now love, and I've been back because of you, and Thank I will you. be going back because of you, which I want to talk about that day, because I know that day was really meaningful to you and, and me as well. Um, but first, I want to start with your beard mm-hmm. in Philadelphia, yeah. and how Franklin Whitman started from that. So um, it was November a couple years ago, so I think we're in three years now. And I grew a beard. I've always had facial hair, you know, there's, I had like a goatee for a while and all that fun stuff. Um, but um, I grew a beard and I've always wanted to have like a full beard and I just was like, yeah, I'm just do it. Great beard. Thank you. Thank yes. you. It's a little crazy right now. I actually meant to get a trim this morning and That's I like missed my appointment. It was crazy. But, um, so I grew a beard and it was just really, really itchy and I had like beard dandruff and I was just like, how do you guys do this? This is driving me crazy. So I was talking to a friend who grows beards you know once or twice a year and then shaves them off and he was like oh you need just like a beard oil so I went I went to like the I think it was the art of the shave or something mm-hmm. like that and I, I purchased one and you know it was a really strong woodsy smell which I like um, but I'm like there's nothing out there that's like grapefruit or something out there that's like you know lime or something yeah so I started using it and I was like well what's in these things my wife always says like when I want to become an expert at something I just like I become an expert so I started yeah. researching like the different carrier way. oils and the different uh, essential oils and and I just started mixing my own I like went crazy ordering essential oils off of like Amazon and then I just started making my own I would have like cotton swabs and I would sit there and be like this this and this and let's put those all in the cotton swab and you know smell like, it and then I would go around the house and my wife and kids would be like ooh number two's good and I'm like ooh cool alright and I just started doing that for fun and I started making my own and one day at work the dude that um, I know who also has a beard was like you smell great what is that I'm like oh it's beard oil and he's like where'd you get that I'm like oh I made it and he was like you start making them and selling them and I'm like yeah you know it's funny I was thinking of it but I don't know maybe someday and then one weekend came around I'm like I'll just buy a website I'll go on Squarespace and this will be a fun little like just I don't know like thing for me to do on the yeah, side hobby. and hobby exactly so um, at the current company I'm at now 
uh, I have a hand and say in our marketing, but not full because it's, you know, it's a company been around for 20 years. We have a marketing team. So I was like, well, I can do all the things I want to do that I really can't do with this company, but I can maybe like do them through Instagram with this thing. And I wanted to have brand promises and being plant-based and all natural was really important to me. No preservatives, cruelty-free was super important. And then, you know, there's all these companies out there that I admire that have social missions. And I'm like, well, I got to have a social mission. And I remember like, you know, my memory is crazy. I don't forget anything. Like I'm sitting on our armchair, my wife's on the couch and I'm just like, well, what is, what is ours? And she was like, well, we love dogs. And I'm like, dog rescue. It's perfect. Yeah. So we just ties so great with yeah. the cruelty free. Yeah, absolutely. And then when we first started it, the social mission was called Hairy Animals, mm-hmm. and I bought like hairyanimals.org because I, I knew from the start I wanted to have a nonprofit at some point um, because that was for beards. So I was like, oh, Hairy Animals ties into the beard thing. It's great. Um, and then I made a website and I, you know, I designed every label. I bought the source the, the bottles. It was insane. It was in my basement, and I was doing everything myself. And if someone would place an order, I was hand mixing it for that order. It wasn't like I had a hundred on the shelf. I'd be like, oh, Bob needs oh a, a beard oil. I got to go downstairs and mix it. Um, and uh, I knew I wanted a name that sort of had an old fashioned, like maybe an apothecary or all law firm name. I love that, like mm-hmm. something and something. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to tie it into Philly. So I was like, oh, well, you know, we have Ben Franklin, we have Walt Whitman. And Ben Franklin, you know, lived in Philadelphia. Walt Whitman lived in Camden and spent a lot of time in Philadelphia. And the two major bridges in the city are the Ben Franklin and the Walt Whitman. And Ben didn't have a beard and Walt did. And I have a shave serum. You know, so I was like, oh, this plays perfectly. Um, so, it, like, this company was just born, like, on a weekend that I had nothing going on. Um, so instead of watching TV, I, like, started a company. I formed no big the, deal. No big deal. You know, it was just some fun thing. And we didn't sell that much. It was like this goofy thing. And still to this day, people in my life say, how's the beard oil business going? And I just like chuckle. And I'm like, it's, it's great. It's going to yeah. You know, like you have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that went for a good year. And then during the year, I knew I wanted to start a skincare company. But I didn't know if it was going to be Franklin and Whitman or start something else. So I had all these other ideas on names. And I was like, well, maybe there'll be like a brother and sister website. And then from one, you can click over to the other. And I was like, well, that's like a year from now. And then I read this article that stated that men's grooming products are typically purchased not by the man himself, but by a woman in his life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's, if that's not the kick in the butt for me to start the skincare business, I don't know what is. And, um, you know, I was out with my family and I was talking about how I didn't like the labels. Our labels, our logo was horrible. It was like a bridge. I hated everything about it, but I designed it all. So, you know, it was like my baby. And I was like, I want it clean. I want it white. And we just went home and I'm like, I'm going to redesign the label. I'm going to redesign the logo. I'm going to just rebrand the company this week. I'm going to redo the website and we're going to start making body scrubs. And like that was Saturday. And on Sunday, I spent the whole day just making body scrubs. And in one day, it's still the four body scrubs that we have today. Like I knocked all four out wow. in one crazy day. And you know, there was a lot of trial and error and a lot of like my wife and kids, I'm smelling it and be like, Ooh, this smells great. Or, Oh, no, that's horrible. And, um, I sort of came up with all four and then we named them. I like naming the products after neighborhoods in Philadelphia or parks. And I named them and designed the labels and got the new labels. And that's still to this day, like that label was born out of that weekend, the label we have now, um, the blue jars with the silver lids, were designed that weekend. I sourced them that weekend. So I was like, I wish I could like go back to that weekend and like just watch what was happening because a lot that is happening today was all because of that yeah. one crazy weekend. Yeah, That's so interesting. Yeah. I want to go back to Philly a little sure. bit and, and your family and your family mm-hmm. still being there. And you're the first guest from Philly on the podcast. Oh, cool! Very cool. And 
what, what does that city mean to you? And why did you want that energy bled into your brand? Well, I was born there. I was raised there um, for like one year. I lived in New Jersey, but the majority of my life I've lived in Philadelphia. Um, my wife's from Michigan, so I, I have a fondness for Michiganders. But um, um, I just love it. It's it's a northeast city that's large, but yet has a small feel. You can walk from river to river in one afternoon. It's very easy to navigate. You know, it's like a grid system. Um, it has a lot of ills, and but today where it is now, it's just like any sort of major city, yeah. um, has been going through like you know maybe like a five to ten year renaissance and. Um, I love it. It's where I'm from. Now, I don't know if I'm always going to live here. Like, we talk about it all the time. Like, at some point, like, I just can't always live in Philadelphia. But I don't know. Like, then I'm like, well, I guess maybe... The, where your roots will always roots, be there. Oh, absolutely. So but I don't know if I... And when I say I don't know about here, like, I live in the city. So I don't think we'll go out to, like, a suburb or anything. I always have this, like, dream in my 60s having, like, a gentleman's farm with goats and stuff oh, like that and, and just, like, living that life. Um, but my wife, you know smartly tells me that I'll do that for a week and then be like, oh, wait, I have to wake up every morning and, like, milk the goats and do all that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where we'll wind up. Like, yeah. you know, there's certain areas of the country that I just think are amazing. And, you know, just the universe will lead me. That's, yeah. I'm so – I'm such a control freak in everything in my life up until probably the last, like, year to two years. Mm -hmm. this, this Everything that's happened to Franklin Whitman has changed me so much. And I just know that sometimes, like, the universe just has to take over mm -hmm. and it'll lead me where I need to go and it'll tell me what I need to do in some way, shape or form. And I'll just know it's the right decision. Yeah. So yeah. Like surrendering. Yeah. And that's, that is so hard for me. That's How have so you been, what has changed this year that's allowed you to do that more? I've just met so many amazing people like you and just like all of these people that are like-minded and I feel like are aligned with like my moral compass. Mm -hmm. You know, when you meet people that are like you, my whole life I've always talked about how, I've always felt like I was like a, a man without a tribe, you know that saying? Where I fit in, I've been in groups my whole yeah. life, because you have to be, you know, we're all social animals, we need to fit yeah. in somewhere, but I've never like been a part of it. I feel like we talked about this in the car ride. Yeah, listening to Lord, trip. driving yes. through Center City, yeah. It was lovely. Um, and, you know, I've sort of come to the conclusion that, well, I just maybe need to make my own tribe, you know, and just yeah. find people like-minded and then just Same. befriend them and just, you know just be that person and you don't yeah. have to fit into one group or one other group and I've just met so many great people who through this who now work for us who just it's just been it's absolutely amazing I gotta tell you like yeah. I have that saying about you know your emotional DNA gets changed by certain events in your life mm -hmm. and I feel like in the past year and a half um, like my emotional DNA has changed I'm trying to be way more self-aware of myself and I still catch myself and I'm again to go back like I'm perfectly imperfect like I make so many mistakes but um I know if I just try to be a better version of myself tomorrow than I am today, yeah. then that's all I can really ask for. Totally. And if I let go and let the universe sort of guide me and not try to just jam it down, you yes. know, fruit, then um, good things will happen because I'm doing some good things. You yeah. know, I'm not patting myself on the back by any means, but, um, you know, sometimes stuff happens and I'm like, oh, well that happened because that happened. I'm like, I exactly. have no control over it. And it's like, oh, there is some weird plan yeah. and I can't control it. And I, by trying to control it, I'm either going to change it or I'm just going to drive myself crazy. Yeah, and yeah. that's how the universe works. You yeah. know, and you see these examples again and again and again. I was, just before I came over here, I was like grabbing my stuff and I was listening to some Oprah interview and she was talking about this essentially mm -hmm. and like, you know, giving up control and just letting the universe take control and basically the concept of 
intention and surrender mm-hmm. and, and like watching things unfold in your life. And I think we know that on a, it can make sense on a mental intellectual level, sure. but it's all that believing it and then not going back to that old pattern of wanting to control mm-hmm. and trying to like make it your plan. Yeah, absolutely. How do you remind yourself when you're like out of the flow to come back to that? Well, that's like when those you have those quiet moments or you look back and you're like, what did I, why did I do that? Yeah. And then you try to have, you know, I'm a big like Gary Vee fan, Gary Vernichuk, yeah. And, you know, one of his main things is like be self-aware of what you're good at and just like follow through with that. And just don't try to be yeah. someone you're not. And I'm trying to be way more self-aware this last year. And I still catch myself doing certain things. And, you know, I'm an interesting dude because um, I can be very type A. I can be very, like, I have the, like, aggro Chris, I always say. Like, if I'm out of the gym, I'm just, like, I'm, like, I've, you know, the adrenaline's pumping. Like, and I don't always want to be that person, but that is part of my DNA. So I don't want to, like, lose it. But it's just, like, everything is a balance, and I just have to have a balance. Mm-hmm. And maybe in times of my life I've been way too type A, and I didn't have this side of me that's okay with, like, just letting go and letting it yeah. happen. And I'm still not there, you know, you're that pie chart is constantly changing, but I used to have this thing where I would say, you know, it's my DNA. I'm wired that way. I just can't change it. And Mm -hmm. this past year I've come to the realization that like the, like the clay isn't dry on the sculpture that is Mm -hmm. me and I can change this and I can change little bits each day. And if I can try to be better and I can just sort of reform certain things, then like the sculpture won't be dry until my time up on this earth is done. And to then just have like a cop out of saying like, that's who I am is that's what it is. It's a cop out. Like, yeah. no, I can change. I can change my thought process. I can change my actions yeah. and change my behavior. Um, but I'm not perfect every day. But yeah. like, if all of I'm trying just to be better tomorrow, and a lot has to do with the people you surround yourself with. You know, there's that saying where it's like, be the energy you want to attract yeah. um, or surround yourself with people that make you want to be a better person. And I'm doing that now. And it's, yeah. it's really just, it's, it's, it's cool to like, look back and then, you know, by doing that, you're going to lose relationships in your life. You're going to like, things are going to change. And as someone, my wife always jokes that I'm an instigator of change, but then I'm the first one to rally against it when it happens. Mm. But then I'm like, okay with it. And I look back and I was like, why was I that way? Like yeah. I made it happen. Then I complained about it, but then I was okay with it. Yeah. Um, so those things, just be okay with all that. Yeah. Just know that things will change. Like I can't control anything. It's like sand in my hand. Right. So like control the things you can and accept the things accept you can, things you can yeah. and let the universe sort of guide you. And if you make good decisions and you're a good person, um, you'll be taken care, you'll of. Be taken care of, you yeah. know, at my other company, when we hire people, I always tell them that I can hire a great person who's smart and hardworking and I can teach them how to do anything. Mm-hmm. I really can. I can teach them how to be a brain surgeon if I really wanted yeah. to. I can't teach a jerk not to be a jerk because yeah. it's in their DNA and that's yeah. who they are. And we're, that company is a support company. We're a tech company. And whenever the crap hits the fan and the client is on fire, and the client, we say in pain, I need that person to be the best version of themselves. Yeah. But when they're in that stressful situation, they're going to result, they're gonna revert to probably their worst version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they're a jerk, then it's just going to blow it up. And at that yeah. point, the client needs comfort, reassurance, and everything's okay. Not a, like, move, I'm going to take care of this, or, oh, my God, you're so stupid, or yeah. just, you know, and, and that's where, like, the rubber hits the road. It's, like, that moment. And that's what the customer remembers and the customer feels. You know, Maya Angelou always said, like, no one will remember what you said or what you did, but how you made them feel is mm-hmm. what they'll remember. And that that drives me every single day yeah. because it's, I just want to delight people. Like, when you get a package from Franklin & Whitman, the return address is, like, the customer delight department because I just want people to be delighted with what we do, and I want them to feel 
great about what we're doing. And maybe they, even if they have a bad experience, like the customer service aspect yeah. will help them feel great again. And like we go above and beyond. And, yeah. and people, you know, there's a couple of reviews on our site where maybe the person had a bad experience at first and then I emailed them back or someone else did. And then their review of the product, it's like, yeah, the product's great, but I want to talk about the customer service yeah. experience. And it always starts with like, oh, there was a negative thing, but then here's everything that they did. That's and that's just the way I want to be. And no matter how big we get, yeah. That's what I want to be. That's how yeah. I want this company to, to function on a daily basis. I want to go back and like highlight and underscore and bold the thing you said about the clay that is you being mm. moldable and being malleable and like realizing that this year. And I think, you know, when I shifted recently my goal away from success or away from success, whether it's like physical or like success with my career mm-hmm. success with relationships and I just was like my goal is to be better at being myself mm-hmm. and be more self-aware I love what you said there about realizing that you are malleable and like you can change and so I'd love to know how did you come to that are you in therapy what no are, what's I was your... I was driving by myself and you know again one of those like alone with your thoughts I'm the worst driver I'm always like texting I, I fully admit it's on the record but um sometimes I'm like I have to stop I have to let's, let's work on that I'm worried about yeah <laughs> well Louis CK has that whole thing like there's a whole what? world of responsibility outside the window but you're focused on these I know, other there's things. a great Louis CK him he's on so Conan funny. have you seen that one he's so funny where he's like 100% of people are driving driving and texting yes and then I like think about it all the time felt, felt his feelings have you seen that one? Oh yes 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 that is like my favorite thing there's a road um in philly that sort of leads from the center city area up the river um to the area where my daughter goes to school and with like the major highways backed mm-hmm. up i take that and it's two lanes there's no barrier in the middle and it's this winding road along the schuylkill river and it's beautiful it's where all the like the rowing happens people are jogging it's amazing but it's constantly like you're going left, you're going right, you're left, right. And I'm like, I can't be in that left lane because someone is literally a foot on the other side of that me coming terrifying. at me at like 65, oh 70 God. miles per hour because no one's driving slow. And I'm like, if anyone is texting right now, like how doesn't Everyone someone die, die daily yeah. on this road? So I hug and like I am a left lane driver and like, you know, but like I hug the right side because I'm like, I can't have one person just be like, oh, yeah, what, what, what was yeah. that? I somebody like the, a tweet or something. And then, you know, tragedy happened. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was driving and I was just like, I. I not texting. Not texting. <laughs> alone with my thoughts. And it like hit me because I had said earlier, like, oh, that's just the way I am. It's the way I'm wired. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, why do I say that? Why? Like, I could make a different decision. Like, I can. I'm not, I'm 42. Um, I'm halfway through my life, hopefully not even, but like, you know, I'm, I'm not this person. And does that mean I'm this person then for the next like 50 years? Because yeah. I don't want to be this person for the next 50 years. I want to be better. I want to be different. So what is it that I can change about myself? And you can't make, you know, they always say, if you want to make great changes, you have to make the small ones first, mm-hmm. like change the way you brush your teeth or what time you do this or like that. And I'm like, well, that's just changing who you are slowly but surely in different ways. And I just had this idea of like a sculpture and it's clay and like and you're not I'm not dry yet I'm not formed I'm still in progress no matter how old I am and And we all are no we are and it hit me and it was like one of those things where I'm like oh okay like now you now you have to actually live that and be that and I've used it a couple times and people are like where did you get that from and I'm like that's one of the ones that's that's a Chris special that's that's what happens when you are alone with yourself I think I was like talking to you about meditation when I was in Philly and I was like 
Chris, I feel like you would be helpful for you, and you're like very. I'm resistant. still trying. I've As done like I mindfulness was. and stuff, and it's just I can't shut my brain off. It's so I know, hard. I know, but then remember what I was telling you. I was like that. My meditation teacher says that that's not the point. It's okay to have the thoughts. Right. It's just acknowledge them. And let it go. Right, exactly. Yeah, which so, is hard. It's like the yeah. hardest thing ever. Yeah. But yeah, but that's a Chris original, and um, I think it would be good for you. originals you would get if you meditate. I know. <laughs> Exactly. That's um, why I got to get you meditating. That's true. Well, that's true. I need more, true. I need I need more, more Exactly. Like I need to make all these t-shirts. <laughs> so going back to the spinning of the plates, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of plates. Spinning. I do. I do. So you've got your family. You've mm-hmm. got Franklin Women, mm-hmm. one business, and you've got a whole other business. Yeah. So when you were in, in college, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, in high school, I wanted to be like a photojournalist. Um, and that's why it kills me to this day like I can go out and take some pretty cool pictures outdoors and either architecture or landscape or whatever city scenes but I can't do like a flat lay with like my products I can't just stylize like you know like a I don't know like a bergamot fruit with something I'm like Mm -hmm. indoors I'm not good outside I'm great but um, yeah that's what I like really wanted to be and and you know I started to go down that road and then you know just life takes you in sort of different directions and um you know, we got, my wife and I, I met my wife, I hired my wife, um, when I was working at, I was running like a coffee shop, I was like a manager yeah. of a coffee shop, and she moved here after she graduated um, college from, from, Michigan. from Michigan to Philly, um, and I hired her, and you know, within a couple of weeks we were dating, and you know, we we were married the next year, we had a kid, and we were 23, and uh, just trying to figure out what was going on in our life, and yeah. you know, it's 20 years later, we just celebrated our 20 year anniversary, and um, everyone thought we were crazy when we did everything because we were on so, such a, like a fast forward yeah. um, than everyone else. But you know, these people that have been dating for nine years got married and then they got divorced within a year, and we're not perfect at all. But um, we're really good. It worked. It worked because yeah. like she's my best friend, and mm-hmm. that's the most important thing. You know, when you're in a relationship, that person like love. We always say like, "I love you and I like you," because love is like constant. You know. But like liking the other person is almost yeah. on a day-to-day basis like more important. And yeah. sometimes we'll be like, I love you. And yeah. and it's like, oh, we have to talk. What's going yeah. on? So, um, but yeah, um, uh, we started young and um, yeah, just I've had like a crazy sort of like, if you look at my LinkedIn, it's like all these insane, like crazy jobs. Tell me about some of those jobs and how you think that's, because there's this great Steve Jobs quote about how you can't connect the dots moving forward. Mm-hmm. You can only do so going back. So what are some of the craziest jobs you've had and what have you learned that's brought you to where you are wow, now? I've had a lot. Um, I delivered newspapers in the middle of the night for like a year while I did another job. Um, I worked for Urban Outfitters at their oh, right. headquarters in Philly. I was like their POS manager for a bunch of years. I left there because I was just killing myself because um, we were traveling constantly. Like, I've seen every store, every urban, anthro, free people store in the continental U.S. And Did you go to the one in East Lansing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I got a kidney stone at that store. What? Yes. Have we not talked about no, this? No, such a crazy weekend. So, First of all, that's like where all of my clothes were purchased really? from like the time I was That's born. so funny. So I opened that store. I got the kidney stone as it was opening. Did you know that I had kidney stones two years no ago? No way, really? Okay, we have, They're I have the worst, aren't they? Oh my God. Uh, that will be our dinner conversation. Yes. I've had kidney stones. I've had diverticulitis. I've had some really like, when I, my wife always says like, when you write a book, it's just the stories of your medical like crazy things that happen. But I was on a tour going from like store to store doing something and then I had to stop in Michigan to um, open the East Lansing store 
So that was what, like 90-something? Yeah, so my daughter was just probably 98 or 99. Yeah, I remember. I was like there for the grand opening. That's hysterical. It was like a big deal. There was like no other stores in downtown East Lansing. So we got there, and I stopped. I was at my in-laws, and I went. Well, first I went to the store in East Lansing, and it was a week behind. So they're like, you can't do your work. So they're like, you have to do something. So my in-laws were like, well, come here and we'll fly Lisa and Isabel. We only had one child at a time out and we'll spend like the week together. I think it was around like Father's Day. Mm-hmm. So I spent a couple days there and the day we were supposed to, they were supposed to fly back to Philly and I was supposed to go back to East Lansing. I woke up and I like collapsed on the ground and it was pain. It's the worst Worst, ever. right? They say that it's worse than childbirth, which we both haven't done. Right. But like, I don't doubt it. Right. That's what they say. They, they do yeah. say that. So I collapsed on the ground. It's a really funny story because you know, we're talking 98 and not many people had cell phones back then. Right? Oh, right, so, right. Um, so it's 98. We get to the house earlier in the week and they had just moved in. And my right wife had never house. been there before. My in-laws. Oh, okay. So my father-in-law is at work. My mother-in-law has Isabel at like a playground and mm-hmm. they have a flight in like three hours. And they're supposed to drive to, Michigan, to Detroit and I'm going to head over to East Lansing. So now I'm on the ground. Oh my, my wife is like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? So she calls 911. And you like, don't know what's happening at this I have point. no idea it's what's like happening. The right? worst pain in my exactly. life in your low back, right? So she calls 911 and they're like, well, what's your address? And she's like, I don't, I don't know. know. We've, I don't even know where we are because we got there like, you know, midnight a couple nights before and we didn't know. You know, yeah. we were using a map. They were like, get down the road and when you see a, a flagpole, turn left. You know, it was that kind of like, you know, two track in, in Michigan. Yeah. So um, we had just had to wait till my mother in law got home to get me to the hospital because oh we couldn't get God. someone to the house because <gasps> we didn't know the address. Um, and we didn't call her on her cell phone because she didn't have a cell phone right. like that. And, you know, nobody carried beepers oh or anything. God, so she showed up and was like, we got to get him in the car. We got to get him to the, to the hospital. So we went to the hospital, uh, I think in like Lapeer. And um, I was there for like two days. And then I, I guess I passed it. And, oh and then they had me on painkillers. And then I was like, well, I have to go back to East Lansing and open oh this door God. on painkillers. So then they had they sent someone else out because they were like, this is like an insurance nightmare. Yeah. With this guy on painkillers, like trying to get the store open. I'm still there, but someone else came out and helped me. So, yeah, I got my, I think that was the first and only time I, I had. Um, Which, like, kidney stones are really typical in men, and they're not typical in young people. And I had mine, like, five years ago, so to be continued. Yeah, my father's had them, my brother has them. They're hereditary. Yeah. I hear it. Yeah, he's had to have, like, crazy... Now they do the thing where they, like, they shoot the vibrations and they crush them Well, I'll tell you about what happened. Oh, okay. I have a whole story. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so I was at Urban for, like, four or five years. Which is based in Philly. Based in Philly. And um, we were traveling all the time, and we were just... It was, like, three or four of us on my team, and we were supporting every store and you know you would get calls on like Christmas Day from the store in Miami you get calls in the middle of the night from the store in Scotland because to them it's a certain amount of time and to us it's later earlier I guess earlier um, so um, I left and I'm like well what am I good, really good at and I'm like well I love to like do do-it-yourself projects people ask me to like oh can you come over and take a look at this so I actually started my own home inspection business mm. I did that for a couple of years and then um, sort of the housing market burst and I started getting calls from people saying like you inspected my house four years ago and uh, my roof is leaking now like why is that happening and it just became this like super annoyance where they were threatening lawsuits and insurance was going up so I remember one night I just sat down and I was like on I think it was on like Craigslist and I'm like well what do I love and I'm like I love Apple computers and I typed in Apple and I found the company that I'm at now and I went in and my wife was like you're gonna go like work for like a computer company I'm like you know just let me go with it I'll just I'll just go and see how it goes and I just started working there and I said I'll give it a year and at the end of the year, if I haven't like moved my way up, then I'll do something else. Like you know, I'll just I'll I'll work the pink counter at Home Depot. Yeah. I'll do whatever you know. 
So um, I was there about a year, and one day I was in the break room, and the president of the company, the owner, was like, um, how you doing? And I'm like, I'm okay. And he's like, well, why only okay? And I said, well, you know, I love the company. I hate my job. And he was like, well, what's that mean? And I'm like, well, you know, my manager told me I'm the best person ever in this job and I'm never going to get anything else in this company because I'm the best here. And that's, I came in to do this to like leapfrog that person or to just be advanced through the company. And I said, I have all these ideas. And next day we had lunch and we formed the division that I started to lead. And then I made a goal for myself that I'd be the VP of the company by 2012. And that company never had a vice president. The, The position didn't exist. Wow. And it was like 2011. I was named VP and I love it. It's like, I love the people. It's a whole different side of me. You know, I always joke that I'm like the classic Gemini where I have the two sides of me. Um, So I'm still doing that daily. Like my day is I wake up, I do Franklin Whitman stuff. I go into that office. I'm that person. I get done. I go over to Franklin Whitman again. I either eat dinner there or at home and I run back over and I'm at Franklin Whitman until like 10 o'clock at night. And then I get home and try to decompress, go to sleep. And it's like, repeat, rinse and repeat the next day. I think we talked about this and I think it's so good and relatable that you are so open and well this entire conversation like thank you for being so vulnerable and letting me lead it but I am as transparent as they come but I love that you talk about the fact that you know Franklin women isn't your full-time thing and like I think we had such a great conversation about this like you know that allows us to take risks and that allows us to be creative and it's the same for me of like you know we can we don't have to make this we don't have to force anything mm-hmm. with this. It's going back to that, like, push and pull from the universe. Mm-hmm. And I think that with uh, entrepreneurship and, like, you know, people who are into Gary Vee and people who, like, want to be an entrepreneur yesterday because it can be so alluring, right. especially right now with the internet. I think, you know, there's it's also okay to have a full-time job, too. Sure. And, like, benefits are really nice. And yeah. it doesn't mean that you can't do both. It doesn't right. mean that someday, you know, this and what you do with Franklin Whitman won't be your full-time thing. I'm sure no. it will be. But, like... I think there's. it's good that we're talking about this. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't like to call it like my side gig. You know, I feel like that's like dissing the Franklin women thing. Sometimes right. some people, I think... I, who said that? I think it was like Katie Harwood said that or something. Like, you're you're not... You're, you're, you're downplaying it by calling it. It's just like my nighttime weekend thing. Totally. And it's, it's my passion. I mean, I yeah. love it. I, I feel like it's changed me. I know it has changed me. Um, but I love the, the other company as well. And I love the people that work for me and you know I get to like come and go as I please I have like a good like, situation it's a great situation yeah um and I don't know like even if I left let's say like that company when let's something weird happened I'm like that company yeah. went under I don't know if I would I don't take a dime out of Franklin Women. I don't pay myself right. I don't take a cent out of it because I'm trying to grow it and I don't think I would pay myself because then I would have to pay myself a salary and I have a mortgage and I have kids and one's in college one's in high school we have right. cars you know we have lives right. lives and um even if something happened to that company and I left, I think I would still maybe yeah. get another job yeah. because then I'd have to pay myself. And I'd rather give that money to the people that I love that work there now. Because I've like, you know, I have two people who are seniors in college who will be graduating. I have someone who just graduated college. Um, I have another person in his like early 20s. And um, I'd rather build the company around them because then if I'm paying myself, then then I'm just building it around me. And it's like, my, I might as well go back to like my basement, you know? Yeah. So I'd rather get that money and... I know how hard it is to like get a job when you graduate college. So I want to have like a safe landing mm-hmm. place for these people that I care about mm-hmm. so deeply who are so amazing that like I can build a company around yeah. them. I can't build a company around me and even just me or my wife. Yeah. And um, I'd rather so again like that company disappeared if like something weird happened. Yeah. Um, I probably would do something else too to, to grow this the right way. Yeah. Because we're still in our infancy I and mean, we've all, like 
although the company is two and a half, three years old, this version of it, the, like the skincare is like a year and a half. Yeah. And I don't know what I don't know yet. You know, right. there's so many things that are out there that like, I'm making up this stuff half yeah. as I'm going along. You know, literally I'm making the, the, the recipes up, but you know, I'm all these decisions. And, you know, I sit there and I had a conversation with um, someone who works for me yesterday at coffee. And I was talking about how, you know, there's all these positions in the company that will need to be filled at some point if it keeps on growing like this. Like, I'll need, like, the bookkeeper, and, and then I'll need the person in charge of, like, logistics. And I'm like, and then, like, my stomach starts to drop because I love where we are right now. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this is, like, the golden time. But um, I'd rather grow it that way and still not take a dime. Yeah. And I'd rather give the people that I really care about money and let them be adults and have a safe zone and, and be the people I know they can be and give them the freedom to, like, you know, I always talk about the that Venn diagram of like your work and what you like to do, and when they cross, mm. that's magic. Mm-hmm. And you know, I want to set people up for success. When you like what you do, it is not work; it's passion. Yeah. And what good is making someone who's artistic put a label in a jar? And what you know, what I mean. So I just want to put these people in the positions where they can feel alive and where they wake up in the morning, and it's not like, oh shit, I have to go to work today. It's yeah. like, oh shit, I get to go to work today. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's a huge difference. So Well, that just speaks to your passion about and how much this means to you and how authentic and genuine Franklin Women is. So let's talk about, there's so many, I love how multifaceted the company is and how you get back in so many ways. So I want to talk about the actual products and the superfoods. So first you have the superfoods and the plant-based mm-hmm. ingredients and the um, cruelty-free mission, and then you also use recycled packaging, mm-hmm. which is another way that you get back, and then also 5% of the profits are donated to animal sales. Re- sales. not profits. It's sales. not bottom line, it's top line. I'm a bad business person. sales <laughs> are donated to animal rescue, so talk about talk about all of that a little bit. Like, so, yeah. I mean, I'll start with the dogs. Okay. Um, that's like the soul-nourishing thing, and... Um, about what we do. I love like writing that check and making that donation. Um, I have our second dog, Moose, because of Franklin and Women. I took a tour of Pennsylvania SPCA. Thank you. Um, and we have Bear, and it was just natural that Moose was next. Um, and I met Moose on a tour, and I, we got him like two weeks later. And, um, you know, I love people. I do. I'm a people person. But, you know, dogs are like where it's at. You know, I just, I just, I see how... Did you have dogs growing up? Um, we did. We had like a crazy cocker spaniel that would like bark at everyone and everything. We didn't have like that like stereotypical like golden retriever that was, you know. But um, we've had dogs for a while now, our whole marriage. And, um, you know, I just, it's it's great because I see the amazing work these um, rescues are doing. And we donate all over the country, not just to like the Pennsylvania SPCA or Philly Paws, which are local ones in Philadelphia. Um, and, you know, it's great. It's like this thing that, that I love and will never stop doing it. So the, the plan is with that whole, like going back to that hairy animals um, social mission nonprofit was we would eventually start donating 5% of the sales to the nonprofit and then mm-hmm. shelters and things like would, would write grants and then we would fill those grants because my wife is currently the director of a nonprofit. And so the, that's something that she can then do and take this over and we yeah. would have like fundraisers. And that's like my, you know, when I talk about the 60 year old me, like that's what I want to do. I want someone yeah. else to be running Franklin Women. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, it's so important to me. I just, I just love, I just love dogs. I love them yeah. to death. And, um, and you even have dog products. Talk about those. Yeah. So we, when I first started it, um, someone was like, you need to have like a dog product. And I'm like, well, I don't even know what I can make, you know? Well, they're like, Oh, do something like the fur. And I'm like, 
you know, I don't know. And we made all the furs are so different. Yeah, exactly. It's smooth, short coat. So um, we we make bombs. So I'm like, oh well, what if we made like a like a paw bomb? And then you start doing the research, and you're like, well, what's good for dogs? And the last thing I want to do is like hurt a dog. You know, I always yeah. talk about how a human being can say, you know, my face is red. You know, yeah. a dog can't say like, ow, that hurts. You know, yeah, like yeah. so. Um, so it's four basic ingredients. It's like it's all natural, and people love it. You put it on their nose, you put it on their paws. It's great during the winter time, where you know if there's salt on the ground, it helps protect mm. them. If you come back and it's hot out and they're dry and cracked, you put it on there, and a little goes a long way. And you know, my dogs just sit there and like lick it off as soon as I put, as soon yeah. as they put it on their paws. But it's a nice way to like interact with your dog as well. Yeah. And um, we don't sell a ton of them, but um, it's cool that we do. And it's cool that you have them. Oh, absolutely, like it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's just like the beard serums and the shave yeah. serums, like. We hardly sell them anymore, but I'm never going to not make them because that's how, like, the company it started. started. Exactly. And the dog thing is, like, it'll always be something that yeah. we do, so I'm always going to have that product. And maybe yeah. maybe others. Maybe at some point we come up with a couple, a couple yeah. others or maybe even, like, a cat product. Maybe. So I actually learned from you what parabens are. Yeah. So, and that your products have none of them. So start there. Explain what they are. Well, and everything. And why you don't have them. Well, everything we do, I don't want to have a preservative in it. And it's, it's going to limit us on what we can so do. So parabens are preservatives. Right. And they're synthetic, and there's just, people are really against them. And I knew going in I wanted to be preservative-free and paraben-free. And mm-hmm. you look, if you, you know, it's always funny. I always talk about if you look at, on the ingredient list of any product, you start seeing these things. You're like, what right. are these things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where do you even buy them? And, like, and I'm knee-deep in this world right now, and I'm like, I don't even know where to buy this stuff. Is there yeah. some like, gigantic sh- supermarket where they're all going? Like, they're like, I'll take the dark Benzonite, the blah, 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 market. number yeah. seven. You know? And I'm like, yeah. what does that do? And, and it just it, it freaks me out because you can make a pretty good product, and you can make, make it all natural. If you go with the best ingredients possible and you just make sure they're in the right ratios, you can make something that – and it's not a fit for everyone. I know that. And – you know, one of the things we've been talking about lately is maybe we find a partner who will manufacture the products for us. And that's a huge step for us. But mm-hmm. that's what they do. And if they, they do that perfectly. And maybe they can do it better than we even do it. And I'm talking to them. And I'm having these phone calls. And they're all like, oh, you're preservative free? Like, what are you, crazy? And I'm like, yeah, I think I am. But, like, I don't, I don't want to be – I don't want to have them in there. Like, all of our products, some of them have water in them. Yeah, that's, that's what I want you to talk about, yeah. that piece about the water. Because yeah. I – well, I'm going to interrupt you, actually. <laughs> there, do you know that makeup line, RMS Beauty? No. It's like a really Franklin and, and Whitman-esque, but it's makeup only. Okay. And I heard her on a podcast and where I learned – oh, I'm, yeah, okay. Um, I, I heard her say that – bacteria exists only when oil is mixed with water and i heard you say that too which kind of blew my mind so like her products are all oil based too so talk about that because i think people are like you know afraid to put oil on their skin because of that but the bacteria can't no it can't grow in it yeah so you know there's these things you can do with your products called getting them like challenge tested you send them to a lab and then they make they see what the shelf life is and Mm -hmm. all that and i called one company and he was like well, what's your ingredients? And you know, I signed, he signed the NDA, and I signed the NDA. We went down, and he's like, "Oh, well, you're anhydrous. Like, there's, I can't do anything with it. There's no water. Like, nothing will happen if it just sits here. You know, you have to put water in it and then send it to me with water yeah. in it." And I'm like, "Well, that's not my product." He's like, "Yeah, so have a great day, man." I'm like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> so, um, and again, that'll limit our product line. You know, making a cream that is oil-based is sort of tough. You know, I've made like body butters and I've never released them because they've been either coconut oil-based and, you know, they're a little bit greasy. And I, I was thinking about it like, 
accepting that and calling it like body grease or something like that where it's just like you put it on before bed my wife loves it put it on before bed your skin soaks it up but like i'm first thing i think of is people being like oh my god it hit my skin and it's so greasy so it might limit what we can make but um you know i just don't want to i don't want to be that company and i just want to make sure that everything is on the up and up and done the right way and i can control certain things by just making sure that they're anhydrous which means no water which i actually really love about it so i want to talk about the face masks which i think are your like most well-known product and the attention to detail with that well i'll never forget at the good fest which we'll talk about in a minute but you gave us all these beautiful face masks at the dinner we had the night before. And they weren't just the face masks. It was like a beautiful brush and a beautiful pot. And you and our, our mutual dear friend, Jessica Renan, was Instagram storing her. The best. the best. Instagram storing her putting the face mask on. And you like wrote back to her and you were like, don't let it dry. You're not supposed to let it dry. Right. Which Wait, let's talk about that first. Okay. Little known fact. Why shouldn't you let so it So there's like three phases. No one knows that. No, and it's funny when I tell people and then they'll story or post and I'll be like, with Franklin women masks, you can't let them dry. I'm like, no, it's just not mine. It's all clay masks. So, but like, you're making it sound like something's weird about it. It's just it's like a secret that no one knows. Yeah. So there's a, I read when I first started this, I just started, you know, just gathering data, just, just in digesting it ingesting it and I found this Allure article and it's like you're using your face mask wrong and explains how there's three phases to a clay face mask and the first one is like wet and damp that's one and two and then the third is dry and in one and two it's pulling impurities out of your skin and bringing in the, the good stuff and when you hit dry um that's when everyone likes it too because it's like rock hard and that's when they take their picture and they can't move their face and all that but at that point you know, some masks, if you leave them on that long, you notice that, like, your skin starts to get itchy. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, and that's because it's pulling the moisture out of your skin. You've gone past where you need to go. Yeah. So you have to stop right before it fully dries, remove it, and then moisturize. Because what happens is people will put it on, the mask will stay on way too long, and they'll remove it, and now their skin is, like, dying for moisture, and then they yeah. slather on this moisturizer. And it's like, you're just, like, sort of killing yourself. So... Um, I make sure in the directions to say like remove before it's fully dry and I just want people to know that because everyone's doing it wrong and people will write back and be like my face is red and I'm like well how long did you leave it on for like 25 minutes and I'm like no it's like 5 to 10 minutes did you not read the directions and they're like I did not and I'm like also on the other side it says like if your face does get red it'll dissipate in about 15 to 20 minutes so um yeah, I just, again, I just want to be sort of as much of an expert as I possibly can. and just There's so much attention to detail in all of your products. So let's talk about kind of the, the self-care system, mm-hmm. which is what I really love. So you've got, if which I think is, is what you, we've talked about this before, and, and so many of the people that love your products talk about this, of like, you know, this is a really mindful act and such a self-loving sure. ritual you yeah, can have with yourself. Absolutely. So first you have these amazing steams mm-hmm. and they're like teas for your face so talk about those a little bit sure so the um, they're all organic um, either flowers or herbs um, and you know we have, we have three right now like a summery one and then we have more of a uh, peppermint and chamomile based one it's great for the winter time it's great for when like you're congested and then we have one that's really floral it's lavender buds and roses and things like that and calendula and um, you know you put them in a bowl and you boil some water and you pour it in and you then tent your, your head with a towel and you sit there for like 10 minutes and you just 
breathe deep. It helps clear you out. It helps open up your pores. It's lovely. And it really, like, the byproduct is, like, it centers you. Because when yeah. do you, and I'm the first person that sits, yeah. when do you just sit still for 10 minutes and breathe deep yeah. if you're not doing, like, meditation or whatever? Um, and people are like, oh, I have no time for this. And then they eventually do it, and they're like, oh, God, I want to do this, like, every day. And you don't have to put the whole jar in. I mean, really, you put, like, a tablespoon or two in. So it'll last you a while. Other thing you can do is you can, like, sprinkle it in your bath as well and just sit there and, like, breathe in sort of the steam. But, um, yeah, it's fun. I, I just, I love making them. I love when we... when Thanks. I, I love when I decide to make, like, another one and it's like, oh, well, what, what are we going to do? And then I'll get, like, 40 different things and yeah. mix them together. Like, I have this bin of just things, like, never made the cut. And maybe they'll come out someday or maybe they won't. And, you know, I got, like, chunks of dried turmeric. And I'm like, oh, I'll put that in there. And it's just... When you're tented, it was just too strong, you know, too strong yeah. of, a, of a smell. So, um, yeah, I love them. I think they're great. And not it, not everyone gets them. Um, and that's why I always include them in the kits because I want to force people to try them because when they try them, they love them. And if we ever do, like, a sample run, we sometimes send out samples when you make an order. It'll always be the steam where you can get, like, two or three out of one sample pack just for free. It's in your box um, because I want people to try it because, you know, I know when they do it, they'll love it. Yeah. yeah. So then the next step is the mask. So tell about the different masks that you have and that superfoods are the number one ingredient. Sure. So we, we have four. Um, the most popular is the Oak Lane. That's raw cacao, turmeric, um, activated charcoal, um, and um, a Moroccan clay. And that's great for, with the turmeric and the cacao, it's great for acne and red spots. Um, it smells like brownie batter. It is just like people, literally, I get emailed at least three times a week, like, can I eat this? And I'm like, uh, I, no. I mean, you could, but I'm not, I can't say that. Because um, some people do, um, you know, drink clay and stuff like that. But um, so uh, the second one is our Queen Village, which is for sensitive skin. That's aloe vera, um, colloidal oatmeal, which just means ground up oatmeal in like a powder form activated charcoal and a really really mild french clay where that clay doesn't pull anything out of your skin it just it just nourishes your skin mm -hmm. so it's great for sensitive skin because you have the aloe vera of the oatmeal um and then the third one we have is the spruce hill which is the original one i ever made and i started with matcha like i'm like i'd have to make something with matcha in it um so that's matcha um, um pomegranate extract um, activated charcoal and um, a, a bentonite clay, which is a really aggressive, strong one that pulls impurities out, and we call that like our detox mm -hmm. um, one. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the fourth one is the newest one. When I say new, it's been out for like seven months, but it's our latest one, um, which is our Midtown Village, which has um, ground coffee, um, uh, Madagascar vanilla, uh, activated charcoal, and clay as well. And that's for like radiant skin. That's a lot. To, that's like a great like right down the middle one. Plus, it smells amazing and so everyone has activated charcoal in it and I only use activated charcoal made from coconut shells so I don't want to use like hardwood based ones so cool. um, usually coconut shell activated charcoal is finer um, it gets deeper in your pores and it does a better job of cleaning it out and plus it's coming from a natural source rather than some wood that somebody found like laying around yeah. so um, and that's more expensive like I would try to make these decisions and I always say like I'm going to make the hard right decision not the easy decision and if that yeah. costs us more money that just costs us more money. Like I have a soul and I want to like be able to sleep at night and maybe I'm not the best business person in the world, but I don't want to be the best business yeah. person in the world because I'm not doing this to make money. I don't, I don't pay myself, you know? So I'm doing this to like help people. Like I talk about, you get one ticket on this earth, you get this yeah. one spin Katie. And it's like, 
if I can like take care of the people that I love and I can help people feel confident in their skin and I can save some dogs, you know, then like I've earned that ticket. Like I feel like I've done a pretty good job and people like laugh at me when I say that, you know, people have like that negative out, out mindset and it's just the truth. And like they can go screw themselves. I gotta be honest with you because that's how I'm going to live my life. Yeah. And I'm trying to be that person more and more every single day. Like mm-hmm. I am like overly generous with the people that I love. I, you know, again, I'm that host. I just want to yes, take care of I everyone. To that. Yeah. You're so, the most generous man I've thank ever you. met. In thank my you. Life. Oh. Um, but that's who I am. And I love that. I don't do that. I don't have this like mental journal where I'm like, oh, there's one in that column for you and you owe me something. I'm the last person because if you try to give me something, I'm, I'm like, no, 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 please. I don't want to accept it. So yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. I just love taking care of people. It's like, it's, it's who I am and I don't want to lose that ever. And some people get freaked out by it. I got to be honest with you. They're like, would you stop being so like generous? And I'm like, I'm just doing it because that's what yeah. makes me feel alive. That's what I love to do. So if I could do all those things, then like it's been a pretty good life spent and I have another half of my life left to do that and I'm going to just keep on doing it and and if this thing fails I'll start something else not a social mission I'll just keep on doing it I'm just going to bang my head against the wall as long as I possibly can to like make this world a better place like I literally want to change the world and people are like you're nuts and I'm like why am I nuts because if you just think you can't then you won't and if and if if uh, you get this critical mass of all these people, you know, I always talk about like, no matter what kind of group you're in, if you take like a drone and fly up, we're all in the ocean. We're all like sitting there swimming around. If you're looking at it from the sky, everyone's busy and everyone's doing their stuff. No one's lazy. If you're lazy, you drown. But we're all just sitting there like circling around each other. But if we have critical mass and we all get on board with something, some cause, even if it's four people, just you ever get that excitement amongst like three or four people and it's like, yeah. oh crap, like this is kindling. We have to like blow on this and turn yeah. it into like a flame. We literally could swim around the world. You and I and, like, four other people could swim around the world if we wanted to. Like, you take the lead one day, I'll take the lead the next day. Um, But you just have to have that, like, common goal and direction. And if I can – that goes back to that tribe thing that I was talking about. community. Yeah, if I can get people like that around me, then, like, why can't we change the world? And if it's with dogs, if it's with this – perfectly imperfect t-shirt movement that I'm trying to do to, to accept yourself yeah. um, if it's something like why, or if it's just people feeling more confident in their skin and they don't have to put freaking makeup on their face to go outside yeah. like if you think about that if you really truly think about that like why does why do people have to put makeup on their face to go outside why 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 can't we just go outside and be ourselves like why do you have to some people like literally paint on their face I watch these like makeup tutorials and I'm like holy crap, you've done like four layers of stuff. Like you're not you anymore. You are this person that you want to be. And it goes back to like that Instagram like facade thing where, you know, someone that I'm close to who's an influencer on there, they had some family troubles last week and she did a story about it. And I just like wrote her a little note. I'm like, hey, I hope everything's going okay. I don't want to know what's going on. Don't tell me. But like, you know, my thoughts are with you. And she's like, oh my God, thank you so much. And I'm like, we're all just people. We're all human beings behind this piece of glass that I have in my hand right now. And, you know, you have this, like, who you are on Instagram, but then you have, like, who you really are. And everyone has thoughts and fears, and no one is perfect. And why do people have to put makeup on their face? So if I can make people go outside and be like, I'm confident in my skin, and I'm going outside, I'm going to rock this. And I am who I am. And, like, screw you. I am who I am. Then, like, that's great. That's great. Like it's as a man, it's weird. I'm like, just like, why do you have to? Why do you or, have to you know, do I this? I know maybe some people feel better. So it's sure. like, you know, if, if someone wants to do it and it's art to them, and sure, then that's great. That's but great. But I don't want to do this societal thing where you feel like you have totally. to to fit in. You know, like exactly. What the, the quote I did today was like, um, like 
don't be scared of being different. Be scared of being like the same as everyone yeah. else. So like stand out because we're all individuals. Yeah. We're all so different. Yeah. Now like you and I are so common in some ways, but like I'm sure we're completely different in sure. other ways. Um, but be who you are and be confident with that. And if you want to wear makeup, great. That's fine. Go yeah. out and do it. But, but if you feel like you have to, exactly. then like there's something wrong there. Yeah. And you know, going back to the Good Fest, you know, I would talk to people there, and it was the first time I met our clients. Mm-hmm. And this one woman like grabbed my arm, and she was literally tearing up, and she's like. I'm not wearing makeup today because of your products. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, I've never done this and I feel confident in my skin. And I'm just like, holy crap. Like that like shook me. Like that day I like went to my car afterwards and like, I like broke down. Like I was like, I was, I was, I was emotional for several days after that because yeah. I'd never met our clients before. And yeah. it just like, it, it like wrecked me and it was in such a good way. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, yeah, I just want people to like feel good about themselves. Yeah. So that was a really big day for you meeting your clients and, you said, I've heard you say before that you didn't want this to be, you know, something you did on the weekends at farmers markets. You really mm-hmm. wanted it to start online, and you wanted to use your marketing skills in this. So, why did you turn to Instagram as the marketing source that you wanted to use for? Well, it's so time? powerful. Um, and back then, I didn't even know if like they had videos. Did they even have videos? And there was no stories. I mean, back then it was like a year ago. <laughs> you know, it's like back it's in so, the day. It changed so quickly. Yeah, it's it changed probably, so. Probably launched something since we started. Exactly, talking. exactly. Some it's new sticker new or something. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I just knew that it was the best way for me to get the word out there. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I was going to be, you know, sacrificing leisure, as Gary Vernichuk says, and doing it at nights and on weekends. And you know, when I first started, a friend of mine who has this like gigantic beard was like, oh, dude, you should put like pictures of you mixing the stuff in your basement. I'm like, absolutely not. Like, I don't, I want to be heels. Like I want to have, I want to think like, I want people, I'm going to fake it till I make it. I want people to think we're this gigantic company. And like, that's the last thing I want is like me sitting at my dining room table mixing beard oils. Like that's just not who I am. And that's never going to be this company. And he was like, oh, there's like, you know, nostalgia with it. And it's like sort of like cool. It's like retro. I'm like, nah, like that's, and again, like, I don't care. So, um, I knew Instagram was like the way to go. If I had a beautiful site and I can get and you the product liked out, there, Instagram. I love it. I mean, I I, would, I wanted to be a photographer well. growing up, and I love it. I it's funny, like I hadn't used my personal Instagram account for like a year, and I just started like last week again. I'm like, I have to be me because the brand is me, and I am the brand. But yeah. at some point. I need someone else to do this stuff and like I want to like post a picture that has nothing to do with any of the stuff and yeah. maybe the picture I took or something of my, yeah. my daughter or something so um, so yeah so now like my, my personal one is back up and running again but um, I knew it was a great medium for me to use it was a great platform to use I don't do Facebook I don't love it I don't get it you know I, I understand why people use it but um, it's just not my thing and I get my news from Twitter but like again that there's no way to really do that. I wasn't in the Snapchat game, so it was perfect. It was like exactly where I wanted to land. I loved it. I knew how to use it. And you know, back then there was no algorithms. It wasn't this thing. It was just a pure feed of, mm-hmm. of pictures, and you can control like when it was out and who saw it. But um, yeah, I just started there, and I knew that was going to be like where that was going to be the platform. You know, people ask me, they're like, "Well, what happens when like no one's using Instagram again?" And I'm like. I don't know. I gotta figure. I gotta figure that out. But I don't think it's gonna go away anytime soon. Yeah, I, I say that about podcasts too. So when did you want to work with other? How did you start working with other people on Instagram? How did that that really happen? It was right when the body scrubs came out. When I sort of rebranded everything, and you know, I already followed people. And it's funny, like everyone that we work with now, 
they may have like six figure follower rates, but like maybe when we started, and again, I way back when, you know, but it was like a year and a half ago, two years ago. Happened so quickly. Yeah, they were some of these people were like twenty thousand, and yeah. and I just know. I just sat down. I'm like, I'm going to email them all and direct message them and say, hey, we have these body scrubs, and here's our brand promises. And do you want to try them? And everything back then came in like glass jars, and I would. Uh, they would come the four scrubs would come in glass jars in a craft paper box with like craft recycled paper crumpled up in it and then no corners cut here no and like each box took me like literally like 30 minutes to make i like jute ribbon and i would handwrite the the thing and it was you know it was sort of it was very personal and like the box weighed my god it was like the box was like five pounds i spent so money on so much money on shipping and i would just send it out and I, i would say like if you love it let me know what you think and if you want to like put it in the picture on the side because like it's superfood and like if you have like a matcha latte then this scrub has matcha in it and yeah. people started doing it and we got a little bit of attention and you know some of those people to this day like I still probably talk to you daily or weekly on on DMs through Instagram and some I've met and it's awesome because you know that's another thing going back to the Good Fest where it was the first time I was meeting a lot of these influencers yeah. and I'm like they're gonna be like who is this dude but um, uh, yeah so I just started that's how like it sort of began and then um you know, we're, we're here today. It's, it's yeah. pretty fun. And, like, I think, like, some Instagrammer influencers are sort of thought of when they think of us and vice versa. And yeah. that's really cool. And, um, you know, the people that I, we want to work with, we work with. And those that either don't get what we're doing or maybe aren't the best people to work with. And it's too businesslike mm-hmm. to them. I am so all about relationships. Like, I have to have a relationship with someone to want to do something with them and I have to know they're like a good person and, yeah. and they're sort of that goes back to that moral compass type thing so like when I find those people it's like oh you, it's like, you have to like cherish it yeah. you have to nourish it that relationship and and you know I try not to be like I can sit there I, I, I could text you 18,000 times a day every single yeah. day but you know it's like well I don't want to be total overkill and it's like hey do you need anything I'm going to send you some stuff and, and you know when a new product comes out we send them out and some of them love them and some you know it's not for everyone yeah. but um, the relationships are great so speaking of products, we talked about the face masks, mm-hmm. and then after the face masks, the oil. Sure. Talk so about the, the serum. Yeah, so we have two serums. We have the cleansing one, which is new, probably within the last three months, and then we have the, like, the original face serum, mm-hmm. which is like your moisturizer. And the cleansing serum is the product I'm probably most proud of of anything that we did or anything that I've created. Um, it goes on, you have a dry face and impurities and makeup and everything, and it just it literally just melts everything off, but it doesn't make your face feel dry because um, it nourishes and everyone's like well I have oily skin I can't use an, a serum to cleanse right. my skin and I'm like no 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 like oil cleans oil like yeah. that's what happens like light dissolves light it dissolves light dissolves light exactly it's like that thing where if like you have like a like a permanent marker mark the only way to get that off is to use a permanent marker to like yeah. re-wet the oil to take it or re-wet yeah. the marker to take it off so um, yeah and that's a great mix like that's probably like the most complicated product that we've made um, so it melts makeup off it cleans your face it takes away all the impurities and it's sort of that's a part of our daily sort of protocol where you cleanse with that and then you use the face serum to moisturize and again people are just like oh i have oily skin or this or that and it's like no like you have oily skin because your skin needs the oil and it's like but you have the wrong kind of oil and let's all break it down and then it'll nourish it and people use it and they're just like dude this like we get more like really amazing reviews and emails about the face serum than anything wow. else because like people now feel like they can't like live without it yeah. um, and it's cool and like that was like one of the first skincare products I sort of came up with oh, and it's just cool. like you google and it's like well what oils are out there that are good and how do they work together and, and fight that fight of 
having 50 ingredients. Mm -hmm. Like stop when you have to stop. Like that's one of our brand promises. Just like be boldly simple yeah. with the ingredients. And um, that's sometimes a challenge, but it, it, it's pretty cool and it works yeah. really well. And some people who love it, love it. Yeah. And I'm like, I gotta keep this going just to make sure these yeah. people always have the serum to buy. And you're being innovative, you know, have dry shampoos, which I love and are Thanks. amazing. It's, I mean, been such not... a, it's been such a hassle to dry really? shampoo. Oh my God, it's the packaging. Like, I love the packaging, but we're going to change it. Um, the glass bottle is just not, like, working mm -hmm. for people. So it's, we're going to be in this cardboard tube with sort of a sifter top oh, nice. in the next two weeks. But it's been this, it's, I always say, like, it's like the great dry shampoo debacle of 2017 because the products people love. But it's like yeah. the delivery of the product is not yeah, where yeah. it needs to be. So I finally have sourced, like, a beautiful sort of cardboard tube oh, that's blue that matches our brand and, and that'll be coming out in, in a couple of weeks. But okay, very um, exciting. yeah, I always have this just drive to keep it moving forward. And people yeah. are like, you, like either they say one of two things, you're crushing it, like you're killing it yeah. or you're crazy because like, why do you just always have to have like, like I have like five new products in my head that we're working on currently and I'm like, I want to get them all out before the end of the year. And other people are like, this could be three years of releases. Like, yeah. why are you so nuts about this? But I'm like foot on the gas. I just want to keep on going. And um, I want to have this whole like ecosystem of like wellness, you know, mm -hmm. maybe we'll get into like candles one day or like room sprays or I don't know. We'll figure it out. But um, um, the dry shampoos are pretty cool that people really yeah. seem to like them. And one of the nice things is it's not aerosol, which mm -hmm. people aren't used to. They smell amazing, which people aren't used to. And we have a, both a dark and a light hair version, which people aren't used to having a dark hair version. And they're selling like 10 to 1 over the light hair version because cool. it's like all those sort of like either darker roots or brunettes out there are like, oh my God, yeah. there's like a product for me. Um, and people are loving the product. Again, it's just the glass bottle comes in as yeah. the best delivery system. By the time this is out, it's yeah, a new, pack exactly, new packaging. Exactly. It's great. Maybe it'll be a third version of the packaging. So I want to ask you the questions that I ask everyone. Sure. So how do you handle stress? Do you... You've got a lot of plate spinning, mm -hmm. as we talked about. You know, what are some of your go-to things when you feel yourself out of alignment? That we've talked about this a little bit so far. But yeah. How do you um, bring yourself back? Right now, it's going to the gym. Um, I'm I'm a total night owl. Like I would say, my magic hours are 9 p.m. to like 1 a.m. Like I'm up to 1 a.m. almost every single night. And um, I used to go to the gym in the morning. It's a struggle in the morning for me, but if I go, like, I'm at the gym sometimes at midnight, and it's great because the gyms are totally empty, and there's, I'm like, everyone in here is, like, dealing with something right now, like, why are they at the gym at midnight? But um, that's when I'm, like, at my most energetic. So, so funny, I'm totally the opposite. Really? Like, I have only willpower in the morning, and then just starts to, like, Oh, no, I'm on ramp up the entire day. So funny. Like, I'm no good to anyone at, like, 9 a.m., 10 a.m. in so the morning. Funny. Um, so, the gym has been big. Um, just having some quiet time every once in a while. Like if I'm at my other job, I will just like, like lock the door, put a sign on the door, like please do not disturb. And I will just like sit there. And whether it's I'm just like going through my Instagram feed or I'm answering emails or I'm just doing nothing, it's just I need that like 15 to 20 minutes just Introvert to be, time. yeah, to just be that way and just be like, okay, it's okay. Deep mm -hmm. breaths, center myself. Um, so yeah, there are the two ways right now. I would say before like stress would be food. Like, I would turn to food immediately. Like, I need, I need to reward myself. I need to comfort myself. I need to do something. Food is where it's at. I would go out and get something because I deserve this or I need right. it. And then you come to Dangling realize that you carrots. don't. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, right now it's, it's either working out or it's, like, being yeah. an introvert for an hour. Yeah. 
And some, and I think going back to what we were talking about before, and like sometimes it can be food, and that's okay too. Right. You know. Well, like, I, I'm getting better at that. I'm still yeah. super hard on myself. I think it's. Just, I think that it will help it be less alluring if mm-hmm. you're more okay with the fact of like sometimes. Sure. You know. And that's what's helpful. You me. always need like a cheat day here. You need a little thing here. We're just not like, looking at it as a cheat day. Right. Just like I'm allowing. Right. I feel like I'm constantly <laughs> pushing this on you. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm saying stop. I have so much further to go. That's well, no, good because we're going to know each other for a while. Right? We're like so, friends. We've exactly, already absolutely. It. We'll right. do a follow up in a year. You'll be like, exactly. It's great. I let I allow myself. No, no. I just feel like the the language around cheat is like mm-hmm. you did something wrong. No, I agree. And you're agree. such a great, uh, amazing person. Like you did nothing wrong. I know. You know? I know. Anyway, I'm going to harp on you for that. It's never going to go it. away. Keep on doing it. <laughs> so I usually interview women for this mm-hmm. podcast. So it's a, a treat to have a male. Thank you. But. We always talk about feminism, mm-hmm. so I would love how you define feminism in your life and how you act feminism today. So, I have two daughters. I have a wife. I'm the son of an amazing, strong woman. I have an amazing mother-in-law. So I'm constantly. I tend to surround myself with amazing women, and I don't say like strong woman because it's a strong human. You know, I don't want to mm-hmm. say it's a woman, but. Um, I do better with, with, with women than I do with men. Like, I just, I can't stand that, like, that, like, man-child, 20 to 25-year-old typical guy that is existing right now. Like, it drives me crazy. Um, and I, there's so many of them out there. I don't know what has happened. But, um, so I have these two amazing daughters and this amazing wife and mother and mother-in-law and all these other people that work for me or with me. And, um... It's just like have a seat at the table and not talk about that it's a woman or it's a this or it's a that. Like someone the other day said, oh, yeah, this woman came in. I'm like, what, what, did, what did it matter that she was a woman? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, then, like, why are we even having this conversation? You know, mm-hmm. it's just a person who came in. So I want to make sure that my daughters have every opportunity to succeed that everyone else does. And um, in this Instagram world that we're in and in this skincare, like, 99% of my clients are women and we're I'm marketing to women. I mean, all my influencers are women. So like I'm in this world and sometimes, I mean, this is not a woe is me thing, but I'm just like, Oh, like there's this amazing like club going on and I can never be in it. And then a lot of people are like, well, good. Cause you're like a straight white dude. Like you've had a club for the last like yeah, thousand years. And exactly. I'm like, I guess like I have to pay the price of like somebody else, but whatever. But like, I just, I think it's awesome. It's great. And I feel so comfortable in it. I remember the night of the good fest the night before we went out to dinner and yeah. it's me and like 16 amazing women. And I'm just like, dude, this is hysterical. Like, what am I doing here? But I'm like, I no, I belong that. here. Yeah. And like, I'm like loving every second of it. Like you guys are amazing. And, um, that I love it. That was such a great event, wasn't it? Was it was such a great event. It was so So many great. good, I they was, brought the right people together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So. And I met you there you and I have to tell you, and I've told you this before, like we only talked for like five to 10 minutes. I know. Minutes. We like did not hang we out. We didn't, at but like. At that dinner, I remember, we were on opposite ends of the table. Yeah. And the next day, it was, like, it was so crazy. Mm-hmm. But I remember every interaction with you. Mm-hmm. And I remember how like warm you were and how like real you were. And that's when like we reconnected again later. I told you that because it because I'm that way and it's all relationships with me. Yeah. Um, that like, yeah, you're awesome. So like that day, even though we interacted for five minutes, like you made a like sort of impression on me mm-hmm. in those five minutes that people I talked to for four hours did it so did you even get to see my talk that day no because I was, I was like at the table and you know that. we were I was walking around I saw like a couple minutes of yours I saw a couple minutes of Jess and I saw a couple minutes of Katie's but yeah. like other than that I wasn't in like the yoga thing and all that stuff but. right 
It's it's funny too because I felt like I didn't get to talk to you, and then you had brought me out to Philly, which was so lovely a couple months Thanks. ago, and I got to come see the space, the amazing Franklin Whitman office Thanks. and slash event space, yeah. and there was an amazing yoga class, and you guys donated to the animal shelter. Yeah, we raised two thousand dollars that day. Two thousand dollars. It was beautiful. It's an old school yeah. that they refurbished, and it's beautiful. Cool. The space is beautiful, and it was the same thing. Like I, I, on the way there, I was like. I didn't even really get to connect with this person, but he's just so genuine and nice. Like, I think it's going to be great. And then we had such a lovely weekend and just like being with you and all of our mutual friends. It was just the energy that you feel in the brand Mm -hmm. is so you, Chris, you know? Thank you. Which I love. Um, Okay. We're going to, we're going to dock this boat. We're getting to the end. So as you know, I, my book came out last Mm -hmm. year about journaling. So I like to ask people who come on the podcast a little bit about their relationship with writing or journaling have you ever been a writer I know you're very visual I am and you know I I think I need to spend more time doing it um I don't don't know if that's me actually writing with a pen like that act of writing or just typing on a keyboard um and I I don't but I know I need to like I feel like it'd be a great way to like be more self-aware because once you put it on paper or on screen, yeah. you can actually sit there and be like, oh, I wrote this and I'm going to read it and I'm going to actually confront these things rather than just them like going crazy, yeah. bouncing around in your brain. So it's something I know I need to do. I don't do a great job of like the self-care thing. Like I don't practice what I preach yeah. um, in so many ways. I'm going to help you with that. Good. We're I need gonna, it. We're I need on it. that. I need it. I'm, I'm self-aware cha- enough to know your, I need I'm to help. I'm changing your language. You've got my book now. That's great. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would love to be able to spend more time just for the pure fact of being like, I'm just going to sit down and mm-hmm. do this and I'm going to be present of mind to do it and I'm going to just block everything else out and I'm just going to do this. I think it'll be so healthy for I me. I think it would be really good for you too. I mean, that's we're, we're similar in that way. It's like the reason I wrote the book is that I no one told me to journal. No one told me it would be helpful. I was going through something really hard in my life and I just decided to do it right. and I just decided that it made me feel relief and it was right. cathartic to me in some way and then I didn't know why but I realized it was it was it's very uncomfortable because you have to be with yourself mm-hmm. it's like we were talking about earlier yeah. like we want to tap out with the food with the phone right. with work with whatever right. with stealing TVs <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> story them and, oh my gosh Anyway, it, but it's eventually you have to take these emotions. We have to feel our feelings. It's like sure. that Louis C.K. thing of like, you know, we bottle this stuff up and you can't feel like the richness of mad love if you don't feel like the deepness of heartbreak. Right, too. so you can't have the sweet without the sour. Exactly. Right. And so it's all about that like journaling forces me to feel my feelings, whatever they are. It forces me to like look them in the face and I never want to. Like, I always want to turn to the food or mm-hmm. turn to something else and not be with myself. But every time I do, just like after when people say after a workout, no one's ever like, I wish I hadn't journaled. You know, it's right. always that, like, I, you're happy you did it once it's over. No, I agree. And I just need to, you know, back in the day I would write, if I ever wrote, I would write life experiences. I would write short stories about things that happened to me. Like, my wife always said, like, I need to write a book. And like call it like every day it's three things. So th- every day three weird things like happen to me or something. Yeah. And that's what I would write. I wouldn't write, you know, I'd write like my life and what's happening to me and, and just the funny, crazy things that have happened to me. Yeah. Um, and that is like a form of journaling because it's like, totally. it's, it's, it's like, it's your real experience. I'm not making yeah. something up and writing some short story. I'm writing a short story about like my real experience. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 
and I love storytelling. I love telling stories. Like, yeah. I get all, like it's one of my favorite things, um, even if it's at my own expense. Like, I'll tell the most embarrassing story just because it's like worth the laugh and like yeah. it's worth like that connection and also I feel like it humanizes me as well because like yeah. I am not perfect at all and if like some people are like oh my god I can't believe you're saying that I'm like well you know it happened like it's reality I'm going to tell this when, funny story when one person's vulnerable it makes it so the other person can be vulnerable absolutely and I think that's how we make connections with right. each other no that's one that goes back to like the whole I'm working with these influencers online where when I meet them, it's like they're a human being to me and I'm a human being to them. Yeah. And like when that happens, it's so much different than just like a screen or a voice or whatever or a text. It's they're a human being. And yeah. if something weird happens, then it's like, oh, no, I know this person's like I can imagine that person. And that like takes care of like 50 percent of the problems yeah. half the time. Yeah. So another question I like to ask people that gives me a, a picture into their mm-hmm. lives is, what are your morning routines and your evening routines? So the first few things you do when you wake up in the morning. So sadly, the first thing I do is look at my phone to see notifications for Franklin Women. It's like, it's such a, like, I am, I am a addict. I'm the first one to admit it. Um, so I literally will wake up, grab my phone, see what happened overnight. Like where the purchases, did people make comments? Did somebody do that? Did someone DM me back? It's all that fun stuff. And then I'll just literally lay there for 10 minutes and like get all that out of the way. And then I'll check email. I'll check email from my other company as well um and then usually it's like i'm not a good breakfast person i know i need to eat breakfast so i've been doing overnight oats lately which are like the most amazing thing in the world by the way Uh, but usually there's nothing that i'm not i'm not stopping to eat i'll grab coffee i'll take the dogs to dog school they're both in dog school and they go to dog school every day and then either i'll go to franklin and whitman and get like whoever's going to be there that day set up for success uh, or i'll try to hit the gym if i'm going to go in the morning that day then I go to my like day job mm-hmm. and then after that I go back to Franklin and Whitman and usually I'll do like sweet green for lunch, sweet green for dinner and um, I get home around like 10 and either I'm just like decompressing and seeing my wife and if, depending on which child is, is home, um, one of my daughters and then either sitting there and looking at my phone uh, or then if I didn't go to the gym in the morning, going to the gym at night to try to like calm down. Um, but I don't like watch TV anymore. Like Game of Thrones is the only thing I will literally watch these days. Um, but like, I'm not sitting there with the TV on, being like, "Oh, I'm gonna like, I'm yeah. gonna do a whole entire Netflix series right now." Right. I can't remember the last time we did that. Right. Which might be a good thing to do in the future. It is like, like there are some times where I'm like, "What would I be doing?" Allow like, yourself, yeah, to, to just be like, yeah, relaxed. I feel like you need this winter. You should take like a. TV day and just let I yourself like watch I, it. I totally, I totally, totally should. We should, we should do it in the Franklin Whitman space. We should just have like <laughs> a movie projector day. up and yeah. do a movie day. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd actually be like that'd a self care. We can all wear face masks. Yeah. There you go. Actually, oh, sounds like did a, we just create an event? Yeah, and we'll raise money for dogs. What? Yeah, okay. that sounds amazing. Oh, excellent. That excellent. sounds like super amazing. <laughs> okay, so we're at the quick fire questions. You ready mm. for that? Okay. So you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. I will warn you, they start off easier, I warm you up, and then they get harder. Okay, cool. Okay, favorite color? Uh, orange. Favorite day of the week? Mm, Friday. Favorite hour of the day? Oh, 11 p.m., easy. Favorite food? Um, um, I feel like I'm going back to other things I've said in other... That, in, um, I love sweet potatoes, so like I, if like I had, you said it to I Talia. did it to Talia. <laughs> okay. I was like, when, when that podcast dropped, I, I knew you were thinking. I that. was like, so that podcast dropped, and I was driving, and 
I was like, oh my god, it's on. So I have to like pull over, and I sat there for forty five minutes in my car listening. I, was I never like, listen. When oh I my god! First of all, like I now know I'll never be like a narrator of a like audio book because my voice right. is just the worst. It is not oh my the god. worst. Stop yes, it, it. Is, it is. It is so nasally, but um, so I'm listening to it. and I'm like, who are you? And then oh I'm, I was talking about sweet potatoes, and like I just kept on talking about sweet potatoes. And I was you like, were great. I, I was like screaming at my radio. I'm like, stop talking about sweet potatoes. What are you doing? This thing is 45 minutes, oh and five God. minutes of it was sweet stop. potatoes. Anyway, was sweet great. potatoes. It was great. Well, other than sweet potatoes, what else do you love? Um, I actually ask you this: What's the best thing you've eaten in the last week? Um, so my daughter just flew to Spain for her fall semester oh, cool. uh, two days ago. Did I tell you I studied abroad in Spain? Oh, no, really? Yeah. So she's in Madrid. Where's cool. Madrid and Barcelona. Oh, cool. Dinner conversation. Awesome. <laughs> um, this is about so, you. So she was home, and we sort of went to all of the, like, family spots that we love. Aww, so the four of us just, nice. like, went to dinners every single night or lunch. So there's a Malaysian place in Philadelphia that we've probably been to a hundred times. What's Malaysian food like? Uh, it's, like, a mix of Indian and, like, maybe Thai uh-huh. and, like, Cantonese sort of mixed together. It's really, cool. so it's, like, curries, but then there's rice dishes. And nice. oh, it's the best. So the next time you're down, okay. we're going to do, like, lunch there. Um, and they make this roti, which is, like, a... Um, it's a bread, but it's super thin, and they sort of like stretch it all the way out, and then they oh, sort of like, like bake a naan it. Or it's like a really thin naan, so it's like a naan and a pancake mixed oh, together, cool. stretched super thin and like half crunchy. So it comes on the plate, and it's all just like crumbled together, and you oh. rip a piece off, and then they. Oh, I've, is that like Ethiopian food? Kind they of? have their own. So my wife and I talk about it all the time. Like, there's so many different cultures that have this version of this uh, thing, but for Malaysians, it's called like roti. Right. And then it comes with like a curry that has potatoes in it. You nice. just dip it in and just like grab the potatoes. And that's one of my favorite things yeah. in the absolute world. Yeah. So that we had that on like Monday night. So And my favorite restaurant, even though there's like a million places I love in New York, Veg, Veg in Philly. It's the best. That right? was How the great best was that meal dinner? I've had. I've like still been talking yeah. about that to people. We had such a great dinner. We yeah. ordered everything on Every, the menu. Literally everything on the menu. Sometimes Every twice. Dessert. Yes. <laughs> Yes. It was just we had like such great conversation and such great people and your such lovely great Michigander wife Lisa was there yeah. and our, it was such just, a great it was so night. fun. Um, okay, what is one thing you wish more people knew about you? Oh wow, the problem is everybody knows everything about me. I think so. One thing in my life that I have all these different Chris's. You know, I have like the Chris of the one company, the Chris of the other company, the Chris that's family. Chris, like I wish more people maybe talked more about what we're doing Franklin Women maybe like ask me more questions about it instead of just being like how's the beard oil company going like actually pay attention to like what we're doing and get involved in like the, like the right people stuff. are asking you that yes though. yes but like maybe that's it and that's that's just like a selfish thing I don't know I, don't, I think um, I am a complex individual I remember in high school like sort of like my mentor said to me one day he was a brother I went to a Catholic high school a boys high school sadly and um um, he was like, Mr. Siri, the most complex boy I've ever met. He's like, you're playing like Twister with your life. Like you have one hand on the football field, one hand in, in the art room, you have one foot in the library and one foot in the classroom. And I don't know where you're going to end up. And I don't think you know where you're going to end up. You're either going to be like on a street corner somewhere or you're going to be running a company. And I'm like, well, luckily I'm like running a company. Um, but he's like, you have, you're trying everything out and it's great, but you got to figure out what, like who you are in yeah. this, in this journey. And that's who I am. And I have like friends in this quadrant and friends in that quadrant. And you know, sometimes they mix and sometimes they don't, but, yeah. um, you know, I guess no one knows like the true real me besides probably my wife and my yeah. family. So maybe that. I think I was asking this on the podcast 
every week for a while I was talking about feeling like a master of none and feeling mm-hmm. like I was a dabbler and I wasn't right. really being good at one thing. And actually our, our friend Jess Marianne was like, maybe you stop asking people about that and maybe you just embrace the fact that like that's just you and right. you're going to have a lot of irons in the fire and that's okay. Right. And I think we're similar in no, that absolutely. way. Just so back to the plates. Like, Spinning yeah, plates, it's just man. like knowing that. And, and a couple of weeks ago I interviewed Latham Thomas and she said this thing on the podcast where she was like, I don't. I think balance is a myth. I think fi- trying to find balance is no one's ever going to have balance. It's about being able to like be a tightroper who can like sway and sure. know that like that's okay. And I think it's just all about going back to being nice to yourself. Yeah, no, it's true. Okay, greatest lesson on relationships, marriage. You've been married for twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah, um, marry your best friend and talk and know when like the other person doesn't like you because you've done something and talk about it and. Um, know that they are perfectly imperfect and you are as well and just like keep on just getting through it and know that you have this, like this common goal of you know we're we're raising these two amazing daughters but one's 15 and one's 20 and like in a couple of years like the baby, they won't be in the house and it'll just be us and the dogs and like I'm excited about that because you know some of my friends had like amazing 20s and we had our first daughter we were like 22 23 and it happened all so fast yeah. like within one year we were married we were having a kid and like we we're just like okay this is what we're doing yeah. and um you know i'm like oh we're really gonna enjoy like our 40s and our 50s yeah. it's be really cool so um you know marry your best friend just like find someone that like you want to hang out with like the day i asked my wife to marry me i didn't know i was going to ask her to marry me i woke up we were like goofing around. We were just laying in bed. It was like a Saturday or something. And I literally was like, it doesn't get better than this because we're just being goofballs and just like laughing. And, and I was just like, marry me. And she said, yes. And we had known each other less than a year. I mean, oh I asked her to marry God. me months after meeting her. I met her July 1st. And I think we were like, quote unquote, engaged by like November. Wow. And I didn't have a ring. I had nothing. Like her parents didn't know. And that day we just like drove to some little jeweler and we bought these this, this little band I have on my finger right now. And and we told our best friends and they were all like what like our separate best friends because they never even met feeling each other for a couple months and then we waited a while to tell our parents and um yeah like i met her parents the moment i told them i was going to marry her wow. so we drove to michigan for thanksgiving and we how like, did that go it went over well because well they're midwesterners they're like oh that's yeah. that's great so we'll get yeah. some cider we'll get some sparkling <laughs> cider and toast it um, and then I met her whole entire family over Thanksgiving, both sides. We went to two different Thanksgivings, and it was like, oh, this is uh, Lisa's boyfriend, Chris, and they are engaged. And I was like, hi, everyone, and yeah, I'm going to be part of the family. Aww. So, um, yeah, it was, but she's my best friend. She's mm-hmm. great. I love that. And she is great. She is great. Great as on parenting advice, anything? Oh, I'm not, a, you know, someone told me when my daughter went to college, we went to some seminar and they said, like, none of you are helicopter parents. Um, please don't be that. But the problem where a lot of people fall, and I fall in that, that range, is you're a snowplow parent. And that means that you're just driving slightly ahead of them, clearing the road for them. Mm. And they're driving. You're just making sure everything's, like, as good as it possibly can be. And it's not perfect, but it's good. But the second they hit, like, a snowdrift or a pothole, they're not going to know how to get through. Yeah. And you're not sitting there controlling their lives. You're just making sure it's a little smooth for them. And sometimes they need it to be a little bit rocky to, like, understand, like, this is what life is all about. And you're not always going to be there. So, like, I just view it as, like, treat them like individuals. Let them have some free reign. And then, like, just 
I don't need to be my daughter's best friend. That's a, I think that's a poor parenting thing where people want to be their kids' friends. Yeah. I want to be their parent, but I also want them to have like a great life, and I want them to like experience life. And I'm like, so I'm missing my daughter. She's been gone for two days in Madrid because I'm a super emotional guy, and we're very tight knit. Like we are friends. You know, I, I said I just said not to be, but you know, we like hanging out with each other. Um, but I'm so excited for her, and she's yeah. gonna have such an amazing time over there. And, and um, she's gonna do her thing and I'm like that's what I did my thing and like my parents let me do my thing and if she needs help I'm there but I'm not gonna try to like make sure everything is like perfect for yeah. her or, or Sophia either yeah so yeah what do your girls think of Frank and Whit? they think it's hysterical I think because like you know they've known me more of non Frank and Whit dad than right. Frank and Whit um they they still buy like Lush products. Like they still buy. Thing. I'll come home. It'll be some like Japanese face mask from Amazon, and I'm like, "What is this? Like, it doesn't even have ingredients." Oh no, everyone says it's amazing, and I'm like, "What is this?" So I've totally gone past that. Where I'm like, I love that. "Hey, I'm trying out something it's like new. My favorite yeah, thing. If you want to try it, let me know what you think." So what was really funny was I, was I made the first batch of dry shampoos, and I put them in like a, a mask jar because I had no other containers for them. And I took it home and I put it on the bathroom, you know, the vanity. And the next day, Sophia, my youngest, was like, what's the deal with the new face mask? And she's like, it smells great, but, like, it was super weird on my face. And I'm like, new face mask? She's like, yeah, it smells like lemongrass. I'm like, I'm like that's, that's dry shampoo. You put dry shampoo <laughs> in your face. She's like, what? I'm like, well, it's clay-based, so you're totally fine. But, like, she was like, oh, if it doesn't work out as a dry shampoo, you should put it on your face. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm not going to, like, tell that's people to do so that. Funny. But they try stuff out, and they think it's, like, funny, and they help me out when they need help. But yeah. um, they'll try stuff, and they'll be like, hey, can you send me this? My daughter at school will be like, hey, can you send me, you know, like, face serum or something? But um, I want them to live their own life. Yeah. And maybe one day one of them will want to, like, take, take it over, and maybe not, and I'm not going to force them too. to do anything. I just yeah. want them to love what they do and be excited about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, greatest lesson in family. It's the most important thing, and you got to, like, talk. And I'm not the best son these days because I'm so busy, and, like, there's, like, these Sunday dinners with my parents. I've missed a couple, and then I see them, and I'm just like, God, like, it's been, like, a month since I've seen you, and, like, you literally you live 15 minutes from me. Like, yeah, people would die to have their parents, A, still around, and B, that close. Um, and it's so important. And, you know, just family is important. You need those that foundation and you know some people don't need it and that's them like that's like again it goes back to Gary Vee like be self-aware of what you need mm -hmm. and what you're good at and like just live with that so it's super important to yeah me. okay greatest lesson on spirituality God oh, what wow. happens when we die it's deep. that's very deep yeah we've so talked I, a lot I grew up Catholic so did I Catholic school as well yes and I'm non-practicing um I don't know like what is out there. I don't. I don't fault anyone that needs it because they need it and they believe mm -hmm. in it. And faith in whatever is so important as a human being, you have to have faith in something. Um, so those that feel like oh, they have to go to church every Sunday or they have to do this, they have to like you know kneel down at a certain time. Whatever you need is fine. I do feel like it's like a root of a lot of evil in the world, and a lot of wars are caused, and a lot of bad things are happening because of a religion mm -hmm. where people take this beautiful thing and turn it into some political cause or some something even worse. Um, I don't know if there's an afterlife. Like, why would there be? I want to believe there is. I want to believe there's something else. But, like, why would there be? Like, the logical side of me that can sit here and be like, we didn't land on the moon would be the same guy to say, like, well, if you logically look at it, what is there? I mean, I know there are like, people are like the soul, but, like, I don't know. Like, I, wait, I hope there is because I want to be around, like, the people that I love for, like, all eternity. But, like... I feel like if you use it as a crutch, then you're not going to like live your life here. Mm -hmm. So again, you get one spin. 
and I'm just going to live my life the best way I can here and mm-hmm. whatever happens afterwards happens and if nothing happens well then I did my best while I was here yeah and maybe that's yeah. it it's like you know I always joke about how in the U.S., we have these TV shows that go on for like twelve seasons, and then you have them to be like in the BBC, they do like one season and it's done, and because yeah. it's like you did this perfect thing, great, and it's done, and yeah. like it's okay to be done. You, yeah. you experienced it, and now it's gone. Um, and for some reason, as Americans, we can't do that. It's like we need yeah. to rehash Star Wars, and we need to have twelve seasons of these shows. So interesting, yeah. And um, we'll watch a show, and like, a bit, oh, it's like series two, and it's yeah. done because they call them like you know series, and that set of seasons, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's it. Like I'll never come back. They don't need to do that. Well. Yeah. Maybe we're just like one of those like four episodes and it's done yeah. and like do the best you can and make it rich and amazing and and then but if there's something else there's something else and either way I can't control yeah, it anyway. Exactly. I'm not gonna like recant on my deathbed and be like oh I believe in this thing because right. I think it might be happening. But um, I hope there is. But if there's not, I'm just gonna like live the hell out of this life yeah, that I possibly can. Really. You are. Okay, this is a fun one. So you're having a dinner party. Mm-hmm. And you can invite five people. <laughs> okay. Who do you invite? What do you cook slash eat slash pick up? And Hello. what do you hope someone turns and asks you at the party? And what do you hope doesn't come up? I hope politics don't come up because I can't stand having political conversations because I'm not going to change your view. You're not going to change my view. And everyone just totally. wants to debate and everyone wants to hear themselves talk. Yeah. So you have your beliefs and I have my beliefs. Like politics and religion, I don't want to like talk about. Yeah. Um, um, who do I invite? Okay. Um, so I would invite Gary Vernichuk because he's awesome and I would love to meet him. Um, I would invite probably, um, um, David Sedaris because his him. books are, that's my favorite thing. Like I need to read funny things and like if I wrote a book it would be, because they're his life experiences uh, and he's just hysterical. I would invite David Sedaris. I would invite Amy Poehler because she is hysterical and just, I love for her to reasons. death for obvious <laughs> reasons and, um, I invite my wife because I want her to experience this amazing dinner, and um, I think I would have like a wild card, like I would bring like Kanye in or something like that, and see like who the real person is, not this like this like amazing like like yeah. crazy genius, because I'm sure like he's just a dude. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I would cook. I would make sure everyone at the table had something that they liked. I wouldn't be that person where like I'm vegan and you're all gonna eat vegan right now. I would have some amazing plant based yeah. thing, cool. but I would make sure that like I would find out what everyone liked, and that's what I would make. And I probably want to eat any of it because I'm a host. So I just want to make sure that they're all good and the conversation's going a good way. And they feel like for like the two hours they were with me, they were loved. Mm. Yeah. What do you hope that they ask you about? Oh, I don't know. Um, my family, Franklin Women, yeah. our, our social mission, like the good cool. we've done in the world. Yeah. Okay, this last second to last question is oh, really just... We're coming to an end. Really? How long have um, we been doing? It feels like forever? It's been, like, feels like it's been like three minutes. Oh my oh, God, are you serious? We've been going no, for like almost great. two hours, That's Chris. Great. Okay, so second to last question. So this is really just a way to recommend mm-hmm. things. So pretend you're trapped on a deserted island okay. and you can only take with you one music thing. And this can be something you've been listening to and liking recently or something you've loved forever. One music, one movie, one book, and um, one podcast. We'll do. Okay. So um, book is easy because I was just saying it. Like I would do like... Um me Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris because I can Love read it. that time I read and time that in again. college. It's a so very good fun. college class. So funny. It's just, okay. so, just hey, so witty and so funny. Um, music, if I'm like stuck and I need something to listen to, um, like if I went like all-time favorite, I would, it would be Radiohead, but probably like OK Computer or, or maybe like Kid A or something like that. Um, I also am a huge fan of like like Sigur Rós, like maybe something so like that. So Have good. Have you seen that documentary? So good, right? So you know, for a band that sings in like a made-up language, sometimes like yeah. Icelandic, like 
the shit is just fucking amazing. It just, you know, like there's certain, I need, I love music that like builds and builds and builds and it's an emotional release at the end and like, you know, like explosions in the sky is like a thing where, you know, some friend of mine was like, dude, I can be like walking my dog and it'd be the most epic walking of my dog ever because of like you're listening to this. I feel like we should sit each other playlists. I feel like we have similar taste in music. I'm down. I'm totally down. So yeah, Radiohead or something like that. Um, um, TV show, did you say? Mm-hmm. Um, like Parks and Rec is like my favorite. I just nice. I love animated shows like Rick and Morty right now. It's just so funny and witty. Um, I love Bob's Burgers. I love those. That's like if I'm ever watching something, I'm watching those. Mm-hmm. But like Parks and Rec was like, like I love The Office, but like Parks and Rec was just like, there was just something about it. It had such a heart and it was so funny. And like those characters when they developed them, because I'm so glad they got a chance to fully develop them. Because like that first season, everyone was like, so if you go back and watch, you're like, oh, she was like manic. It. No, what? I need to watch it. Oh my gosh, really? We're just going to binge watch it. Like instead okay. of watching a movie, you're going to wear a face mask and we're going to watch. Okay, done. It's so good. It's so I'm sure good. I would love it. Oh my God, it. it's just so like sweet and genuine and nice. and like. Have uh, you watched Master of None? Yes. Yes. I love Maybe that. Maybe one of like Did second like season it? like makes me want to go to Italy and like learn how to make pasta and stuff. But also we can talk about this at dinner. I don't know like who to feel bad for in right. the love arc of the like right. am I supposed to feel bad for yeah. him? Because like I'm we'll Yeah, talk season about two was dinner. really good. So good. Um okay, movie. Um probably like a Wes Anderson movie, Royal Tenenbaums, probably. So good. Um I love Fantastic Mr. Fox as well. Like there's just something something like so good and innocent and like I just feel good when I watch that and like people think I'm crazy with some like claymation but it's just, I just love it and Royal Tannenbaum's like it's just it's just so freaking did I tell you good. I'm going to a Wes Anderson themed fantastic Mr. Fox themed wedding what yeah dude that's I'll the greatest thing I, they're like the greatest group of words that I've ever right? heard oh know, you I'm have to tell me how it is yeah I'll tell you um, about it yeah that movie like that movie's great and Royal Tannenbaum's just like there's just something at the end, when, like, Ben Stiller's just, like, saying, like, I've had a rough year. It's been, like, Ugh, I get I choked up. I, I watched it. Movie. I watched it. I watched it probably a hundred times. And I, I, I literally get choked up to that moment. I'm getting choked up, like, thinking about it. Like, yeah. that's the kind of guy I am. I love that movie. So many great lines and, like, just, like, it's oh, it's Do you have the Wes Anderson tabletop book? No. Okay, oh, I'm going to get, get it. I got it for Nick for Christmas this year. And my roommate actually has it. It's really, you, it, oh, don't have, buy it. I'm okay. getting it for you. All right, it's, All right cool. like, I think you cool. love it. Um, okay, podcast. Do you listen to podcasts? I don't. I mean, I've, I've listened to yours. Um, uh, I've listened to like um, Jordan's. Um, I've, I just, I don't know. I don't have enough time. Like people are like, "Oh, do you listen to it?" And I'm like, I wish I had more time. And maybe that's what I do now. When instead of watching like television, I listen more. Like I don't have a commute. Take your walks. Yeah, it's I don't have a commute. Like, mm, like Franklin Whitman's office yeah. is literally nine minutes from my house. And my yeah. other office is ten minutes from there, and I don't have a long commute or some people are like oh I have this 45 minutes where I just listen to podcasts you walk the dogs right do I do yeah walks? so I could do that I feel like that might be good I can send you a yeah. list there's oh, a lot cool. of good do it. no do it David I'm, Sedaris interviews you yeah that's great no and I'm so down again it's like I don't do anything for myself I'm that yeah. person on the plane when they say like put the mask on yourself first before your child I, think, I scoff at that because yeah. I'm like no I'm going to make sure my kid is okay before I make sure I think I'm, I'm okay. going to I'm your girl I'm going to okay. be telling you the things of like Okay. Be nice to yourself, listen to podcasts, watch Do a it. show. Because okay. again, we're going to know each other forever. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm so down. Maybe that's why we met. As being a type A person, I crave some people just telling me like what to do sometimes and like yeah. what I should like listen to. Like I, I don't know everything. Like I don't know what I don't know. So I mean, me. I don't know much, but right. I think I, I know. I, I think you're so genuine and I want you to be as happy as you make cool. other people be. So Do I it. think 
I'm down. You know, I'm so down. Taking care of yourself. You're, you're preaching self-care. I have to do it for myself. Yeah. And I'm doing it more and more, but still I could be better. Like yeah. emotionally. Well, we all could. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we've been going for so long. Wow. It's been amazing. Okay. So as you know, the name of the show, mm-hmm. the name of my podcast is Let It Out mm-hmm. with me. So when I offer that term to you to let it out, what, what comes up? What does that mean to you? Oh, fuck. Um, you know, I'm this complex, crazy dude that is trying to do good in the world. I'm trying to like, just, I'm trying to change it. I really am. Um, and I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it through, again through dogs or some message, t-shirt, the products. Um, and that I'm not like, I'm not perfect, but um, anyone can change themselves. Like you just have to like be self-aware and just attack it and make a plan. And I'm living proof of it. Like I started this company when I was 40 and like a lot of skincare companies in this wellness phase are all by like people in their twenties that are in skin problems. And I came at it from like a completely and utterly different point of view and a different sort of road. And that makes me like this unique individual. And you know, Talia was, I was talking to Talia about it and I'm like, I didn't show my face for so long. Well, I have like body issues because I'm like, oh, I'm overweight. I don't want to be this. I should wellness. I'm a dude. I have a beard. I'm 40. I'm old, like all this stuff. And I constantly fight that all the time. Yeah. But also, like, she's like, no, dude, that's you're remarkable. That's the yes. thing that makes you you. Like, there should be a video. Oh, someone, I had coffee with someone, and she's like, when you get to Franklin Women, it should be you being like, so I grew a beard, and like tell the yes. funny story of this, and like embrace that's why I this. I connect with it. Like, I could care I know, less. But I still, I still struggle with it. I yeah. still struggle with it to this day. So again, like, I'm not. I'm just like this complex person yeah. who has like tons of emotions. I'm like way more emotional than most people, but I truly care and I truly love the people that like are in my life and you know there are people that like don't need to be in my life and like I'm not going to give them that energy because we only have so many like you know I would say like cycles like I don't want to burn a cycle on something negative or someone negative I want to like burn a cycle on something that's good and whether it's be for myself or someone else it's usually for someone else um you know I just want to like again build this tribe and like have these like amazing people and just try to do some good in the world and if I'm like weird because of that then I want to be weird I'm gonna get my weird on you know that's what people say that like that's it um but like I love dogs and I love people and like those that like want to like be with me in this sort of like Venn diagram thing of the magic in the middle then like we can do whatever we want we like you and I could like cure a disease if we wanted to maybe not cancer but maybe like something small you know if we really wanted to maybe why not so it's like exactly so it's like you either can do it or you can't do it and I talk about you know someone said to me one like oh you're doing all this stuff with the environment and these like these vegetable starch packing peanuts but like you know India and China are just like it doesn't matter what you do and I'm just like I can't I can't live my life that way I gotta like believe that like I can make a difference and if it's one minuscule of percentage of what's happening then like at least I tried and trying is like so important like I'm not apathetic about anything in my life if there's something in my life that I'm apathetic about it doesn't need to be in my life so like I am all emotions I'm like the hundred you know you know emoticon or whatever emoji I'm just like always that with whatever I do and sometimes it's like I annoy the crap out of people but it's like that's who I am and I just want to like I want to give everything my all and that's it and if like that makes me like cry more than most people or get angry more than most people or like love more than most people than whatever because again like you can't have to sweep it out the sour like, yeah. you gotta embrace it all because we're human beings and this is a journey and like we just gotta get to the end and I don't know what the end point is but like I'm gonna do everything I can to like make it better because like I have a soul and I wanna be able to sleep at night yeah. you know you're so. doing it alright that was my conversation with Chris I love him he's great thank you so much for doing the show Chris 
Thank you so much for listening all the way to right now. One more shout out to freshbooks.com. This episode is brought to you by them. You're probably juggling a million things. I'm always juggling a million things. Outsource your accounting to FreshBooks. They are the best cloud accounting software out there. You can personalize it. You can put on your logo. You can make it look super professional. You can track your expenses and upload photos of your receipts. Keep yourself organized. They are great. I love them. Payments go directly into my account. They arrive in a couple days. They take credit card payments. If you're not a small business, you can use it to stay on top of your finances as well. Get your free 30-day unrestricted trial by going to freshbooks.com slash let it out and entering let it out in the how did you hear about us section. That's freshbooks.com slash let it out and enter let it out in the how did you hear about us section. Okay. Did you like this episode? If so, share it with a friend. You probably want to check out Franklin and Whitman. And if you do, they're great. Obviously, we talked all about it. All natural, plant-based, cruelty-free. They're not even a sponsor this week, but I'm just going to keep talking all about them because I love them genuinely. And if you want 20% off, you can use the code Katie at checkout. That's my name, K-A-T-I-E, for 20% off. They truly care about their customers and the environment, and they want to make the world a better place. They being Chris, really, and everyone who works there, but really Chris is the driver of all this, which you just heard. And I'm not even going to talk about them more because you heard all about them, but 20% off, use the code Katie. All right. The emoji for this week's episode is the little thing of matcha. It's like a bowl. It's also kind of like a cup, but it's definitely matcha. And I like matcha tea. I really do. I love the taste of it. I love cha-cha matcha here in New York. But here's the thing, guys. It, like, makes me crazy. It makes my heart beat fast. I think it's just, like, too caffeinated for me. I I don't know. But whenever I have matcha, I, like, kind of go crazy. So I don't really drink it. But I do use it in my face masks. So Franklin and Whitman, I think Chris talked about this, but they have a face mask that has matcha in it, which I really love. So that's why I'm choosing the emoji to be matcha this week. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember the giveaway if you want to enter that. And I'll talk to you next week. Really great guest coming up next week. I'll tell you who it is. Okay, it's Latham Thomas. She's coming back. And she was one of my first guests ever. And I love her. And I got to go to her apartment. You'll hear about it next week. Love you. Bye.